Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the film Reroll. I'm Paulo Quiroz, your humble host and narrator. Apologies for the month-long hiatus. Please rest assured we still love all of you, and we love this show. I appreciate everyone's concern. I'm doing fine. There was simply too much going on, both good and bad, and I did not have much time to focus on this show. My schedule's a bit unpredictable at the moment, but please rest assured we will be on a bi-weekly schedule as soon as we can be. All right. Memento. Now, quick reminder, we recorded this in forward order, but we have edited in backwards, like the movie. So every time you hear a new player introduced, we are jumping backwards in time. And with no further ado, Memento. Aram Vartian is the creator, producer, and writer of God's Fall, a popular Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Outside of the glamorous world of RPG podcasting, he is a designer, developer, editor, photographer, and videographer. This is Aram's first time on the show. Welcome to the reroll, Aram. Thank you for having me. How you doing? You know, same as everyone, just as well as you can, surviving. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, how often do you get to be on this side of the proverbial table? Uh, I get interviewed once in a while. I, I, I love to do interviews. I'm in a couple online shows as well. Um, I'm in a show with How We Roll, where I play an awakened cat warlock, who I love dearly. And I okay. just wrapped up playing uh, Siltek Noel, which was a uh, Cardassian raised on Earth in Montana. So he was a Cardassian <laughs> cowboy. So That's awesome. I've been, you know, keeping busy, right? Because for me, I mostly DM on this show. And whenever I'm on the other side and having someone else DM, it always takes me like 10 minutes to be like, oh, I don't get to tell people what to do. How? <laughs> I like being told what to do. It's, it's just easier. I swear. <laughs> yeah. Like I do, It is easier. It's so much easier. Like my notes for God's fault at this point, it's such a detailed story. There's so many different plot threads. We now have like several different timelines all happening at the same time. So I'll, I'll write 17, 18, 20 pages of notes for one game. So this is much better, frankly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I can't even imagine. You guys have one continuous story. For for us, the nice thing is that after four or five episodes, it's done and I get to offload that from my brain. I never have to remember like where someone put down the knife or anything. You know, it's just like new story. Yeah, we just did our hundredth episode where our wow, warlock, our risen god of war, uh, was sent into the future after bridging with the God of Dreams. So they're 500 years in the future in like the, the equivalent of 1980s New York, right? And he just met his old patron, which was his older future self. So, so, that's, so that's, that's where we are right Very now. Very exciting. All right. <laughs> now, uh, have you seen the movie Memento? I have seen the movie Memento. I'm quite a fan. Okay, good. Well, yeah. it won't come in handy considering we have gone... <laughs> so far off the rails that it is now a very unrecognizable piece of uh, storytelling. But, you awesome. know, at least you get the premise of what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. It's got the action notes. It's kind of got that vibe. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start you in and uh, get ready because you come to okay. just as your hand is plunging a small knife into the chest of a young redheaded man dressed all in white. Okay. His eyes are wide with shock. Your right hand is searing with pain. You're diving over a small table which clatters against your knees and spills its contents forward. He falls backwards and you land on top of him, knife right in his sternum between the two of you, his blood spraying out from his chest and reddening his linen shirt and your white linen shirt you see you're also wearing. On impact, you feel a distinct jolting pain in your shoulder. You're in a wide room. There's benches that have been pushed aside that you can see in the peripheries of your vision. There's definitely more people. You can kind of see their legs as they're standing around you. Their pants are also white, and they're all starting to react with, with shock. There's a high-pitched scream that splits the room. Okay, I got out of here. 
I got I gotta run. So I would Okay. I would um I'm on top of him, I got the knife in him, right? Yes. I'm assuming I meant to stab him. So I'm going to I mean, I'm not gonna like uh, like, like do I recognize him? I'm looking at his face. Do I, do I recognize you, him at all? You do not recognize him at all. Okay, I'm gonna look at his face just for a sec, try and remember details, okay, and then run. Okay. Run for the nearest exit. You look at him for a sec and you start to get up. You have the time to stand up, but already people around you are reacting. And one of them succeeds their IQ roll to avoid their uh, fright penalty and is going to tackle you. All right. Just as you've gotten up, he's arriving at you. He succeeds. Uh, give me a, a dodge roll of some kind. Yeah. I figure like I'm so sh- I'm so shocked that I that I stand up. I see someone coming at me. And I'm just like stumbling backwards. I'm not even aware basically of what's happening. So I, I want to roll three dice six and get under nine, correct? Yes. And actually, since you said that, you could take a retreating dodge, which gives you a plus two. Yeah, we'll take it. So 11 or under or under 11? 11 or under. Awesome. All right. Three plus one plus five is nine. That is a success. So you... Aptly dodges the big lumbering bald man, dives forward, and you just kind of step backwards and step aside, and he lunges past you and rolls. Now that you're up, you can see that around you, you're in what appears to be like a small chapel with all the pews pushed to the sides, and mm-hmm. there's a circle of chalk drawn on the floor with symbols at the edges. The bench that you tripped over when you were stabbing the guy was a little wood bench and it had on it, among other things, a candle which has fallen onto some rags and as they catch, they threaten to light the old hardwood floor on fire. Okay. Everyone in the room is wearing the same white linen shirt and white linen pants that you are wearing, except for one man who is in like a traditional preacher's garb. Everyone still is in shocked amazement except for the guy who just dove past you and the guy who's on the floor sputtering and coughing. He's probably shocked too. <laughs> yeah, I, I did just stab him. <laughs> well, he's, he's not happy. He's not happy, that's for sure. All right. Uh, are there any exits? Oh, and before we oh, move sorry, forward, please. you need to uh, give me a focus check on the turn of combat you just took. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Five, So eight. you're good. So uh, once you fail three focus checks, that's the end of your turn. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. All right, then I'm looking for a way out. <laughs> exits, yes. Uh, you see the front entrance of the church in front of you. If you want a better lay of the land amidst the chaos, give me a perception check. Perception check. Okay, that's 11, so I need... Uh, nice. Two two and a one, so I wrote a five. Big success. So yeah, nice. it's a small church sanctuary. There's a preacher and five men and two women plus you, everyone but the preacher in white. Uh, along with the front entrance, there's a back entrance, okay. and then there's a side hallway near the back that leads who knows where. Plus you notice to the right there's a pull-down ladder that leads up. You also notice now that there is a belt and a small notebook and some loose paper at your feet. Okay. And you so you felt the sting of pain of one your pinky fingers, which you now notice appears to have been removed at the first knuckle. Removed? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And the severed pinky is also lying at your feet. <laughs> okay. All right. And for your excellent perception, you notice that the symbols on the ground appear to be stylized letters in chalk. A, C, J, J, M, I, and P. Okay. This is some kind of cult. Okay. All right. What the hell I got myself into? All right. I want to, that if I can, grab my pinky grab the book and run towards whatever exit has the least amount of people between me and it. The front exit 
has two people, but okay. it is a somewhat scrawny tall man and a young woman, whereas the back exit has only one person, but it is a slightly more imposing seeming preacher. Okay, then I'll run, then I will grab my grab my book in my finger, and I'll, assumedly my book, and I will run to the front exit as fast as I can. Okay. As you stoop down to grab your book and your pinky, the... Um, the heavy man that barreled past you gets a chance to turn around and dive and grab at your foot. So uh, you can give me a sure. dodge again. Okay, excellent. Uh, that is unfortunate. Oh, that's a nine. It's exactly a okay, nine. Okay, you pick up your foot and you are able to avoid his grab. Give me a focus check on that right. turn of combat. Focus check. Uh, six plus one is seven plus two is nine. You're good. And now you start to run past the uh, tall, lanky man and the young woman. The man fails to uh, roll IQ to avoid surprise, lets you pass. However, the woman notices your notebook and says, that's my diary. And she goes to grab at you. Uh, and she uh, succeeds her grab. Give me another dodge to roll past her, or you can just okay. try and shove her aside if you want to outstrength yeah. her. Is, is she grabbing for me or for the notebook? She's grabbing for the notebook. I obviously had it for a reason. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and like, I'm going to try and push her to the side. Oh, I rolled four. I'm sorry. One second. Uh, that's going to be... Oh, that's going to be... Oh, that's going to be a 13. So I got real close, but I made it. You succeed. You push her aside. Nope. Give me a focus check on that. And my turn focus of check... Oh, that's going to be 13. So okay. I fail. So uh, that is... Your first focus check, unfortunately. Damn, it's stressful. Yeah, launching you right into combat, man. But you sprint towards the exit and you clear out the doors amid the confusion. You push out the big front doors dramatically onto a small front porch in the front of a quaint-looking suburban parish. Okay. It's gotcha. dark out. You're not sure what time it is. In front of you is a sleepy-looking street. Okay. There's a pretty serious-looking fence, but it's open at the moment. Yeah, I don't stop running. I just yeah. I, I, I will glance behind me and I will keep running until I see a car or... <laughs> A bus, anything, anything at all so, uh, you know, give, that I could run towards. Give me a perception roll. All right, excellent. Okay, that is 12. So I believe I failed that. That, that is a failure on perception. Give me a focus check on a failed perception. All right. uh, that's going to be a seven. So I made okay, that. Okay, you're doing great. Yeah. So on your failed perception, you are running too fast to notice if there's any cars around you. Way too panicked. Just You sprint yeah. straight out into the street and it's pretty dark and quiet. You hear some dim sounds of humanity to your left okay. and to your right you see a bridge and a warehouse. But for your failed perception, they're both basically dead suburbia. In front of you is a closed H&R block. Well, that is the most useless thing. <laughs> I, will, I will definitely run to where it's towards where I hear the people. Okay. So you sprint to your left, and now you become aware that it is just the bulky, bald man that is chasing after you. Okay. There is the spill of a few of the other people in white out onto the street, but they do not give chase. It is only the bulky man in white who chases. So now tell me, what is your basic speed? And actually, uh, my basic speed is five. Your basic speed is five. The bald man is gaining on you. Okay, then okay, I'm going to look for an alley or someplace that I can duck down and get ready basically to stab him as soon as he uh, comes by or runs in. Yeah. Like duck behind like a trash can or something, you know? So as you run a few blocks down, you do see a little alley on your left that you can run into. However, ahead and to your right, okay. the sounds of humanity are getting stronger. Okay. 
uh, then I will go until I find something I can duck behind and ambush this dude. So you're going left into the alley. Yeah, totally. Take another left. Okay. Yeah. You veer left and there is a slightly sketchy looking alley with the, the fire exits, the ladders right. that come yeah. down. Yeah, all those iron, iron fire ladders escapes. that drop down. There's yeah. one that you can grab onto if you need to. There's a straight up big dumpster that is a very easy place to hide behind. Perfect. That's what I'll do. I'll duck behind there with a knife and just wait. Okay. You wait. The man who is giving chase runs up and you hear his heavy breathing. I ain't easy going like that soft little reverend of ours. When I catch you, I'm going to pound your meth-addled ass into the dirt and you can't get away from me. Think it in my head. I fucking know, bitch. That's why, <laughs> That's why I'm here with the knife. <laughs> <laughs> And he thinks of your scheme and you just feel the the whole dumpster lurch as he pulls the thing aside and tosses it out. Tosses it? I mean, it doesn't throw it like supernaturally, but the whole thing like carts over and okay. trash okay. spills out onto the street and he reveals you behind him. <laughs> of course, in doing so, he pulls his momentum to the side. So you have a turn to dart forward and stab, which is ultimately what you were going for. But he has put you in a slightly less convenient position because you have to jump all the way forward and ahead. I'm trying to stab him in one of his legs to slow him down so I can get away from him. Yeah. As soon as the uh, trash can got pushed away, right? Like as soon as he got, rev- you know, revealed, there'd be that moment of like panic and fear. And then he just, you know, screams as loud as he kind of just throws himself fully into it. So yeah, all we're right. going all out. All out. Give me a roll. You're rolling on a 12 to stab the man in the leg. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Low. <gasps> three plus three is one is seven. Very nice. He, however, does get a dodge. Come on. Come on. That is a dodge. Oh, you just <laughs> cut the white linen pants. You're diving all the way forward to do yeah. this. He does the the uh, Captain Kirk, just <laughs> two hands on the top of your back. And that's totally a miss. Oh, no way. But you, you have lost your feet because you had to dive all the way forward sure. to stab him in the leg. So what just happened is that you dove forward. He moved his legs. So you were going through his legs. He went to hit you and you just continued your roll through his legs. And you are now prone behind him. Right. Okay. To get um, up, you're going to have to take two full turns. But at least you have your defenses now because he missed that attack. Can I attack while prone? Yes, you absolutely can. Oh, and give me a focus check for that last Round of battle. That is going to be a eight. So you're good. I am going to like just because I dove through his leg so he's behind me, right? I'm kind of like flat on my face, basically. I'm just going to try and spin around, grab his leg and just <laughs> stab his leg. I'm still trying to slow him down so I can run. Like I'm just going to stab him right in the leg if I can. Okay. And six plus three is nine. You have him Got grappled. Him. He uh, goes to try to attack you, and he <laughs> misses again. Oh I've been picturing this guy as kind of squat and short-armed, so you being low <laughs> makes it kind of hard for him to get at you. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of lumbering that way. <laughs> All, right. All right. And now take a uh, roll to uh, stab him in the leg. Okay. And that means and I have to roll take- under an eight, right? You're rolling at an eight. He's Focus. That's going to be a nine. Oh, no. <laughs> you're just stabbing at... It's hard to get the point lined up just right. And just, you're like... He's just dragging you. You see right? a little blood. Yeah, and he's dragging you as he moves. And you see a little blood as you're kind of scraping. Yeah. You're not making any serious dent on... This man's legs are big and thick and muscular. It's like a, it's like a rhino hide situation. 
right. just can't get through it. Damn it. Uh, give me a focus check. Okay. All right. That's a six. I made Success. that. So you've got him grabbed by the legs and he goes to grab you around the chest. Oh, F. Okay. He goes to grapple you. That's a success. Uh, you can try and dodge. Okay. Can I brawl with him? You're facing down so you don't have any kind of right. leverage to parry. Sure, sure. But you can, you still see it coming enough that you can kind of squirrel. I can roll out of yeah, the way. roll out of the way. But yeah, you'll give up okay. your grapple on him if you roll out of the way. I mean, what choice do I have? Fair. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a nine. Okay. So I believe I that, made yeah, that. Yeah, that's a success. Yeah. So you nice. roll out of the way as he goes down to grab you. And now you're still lying at his feet and he's just kind of <laughs> kicking at you. You're also rolling now in all of the garbage that had spilled out from sure. where he tipped over the dumpster. Okay. okay. So you're just covered and rolling in garbage. There's blood speckled on your shirt still from the guy you stabbed. Okay. At this point, uh, give me a quick perception roll. Sure, of course. Uh, 10. Yeah. The human activity that you had been hearing has been growing louder. Good. And kind of. you can now hear that it's coming in this direction. And there appears to be the sounds of, of brass. Brass, like a band? Yeah, like a band. There's like, like a- There's like a lot of talking and a lot of trumpeting. Oh, God, I pray this is the last goddamn thing I need. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to like, like, like in this moment where we're kind of faced off against each other before we make our next move, I'm going to put the knife down and go, brother, I am so sorry. I don't know what's wrong. And kind of like crawl towards his shoes as if I'm like being submissive. Okay. And I just want to rack him. I just come up and just crack him the balls as hard as I can. Give me an acting role. Okay. <laughs> to deceive him. All right. Uh, that's going to be a five. Beautiful. Big yeah. success. Uh, he gets a resistance, but you succeeded by a lot, and he's not that smart. Come so on. you are able to fake surrender. Mm -hmm. Give me a focus check on that acting role. Focus check is 10. Success. Okay. You've been doing well on focus. I, I, <laughs> I know, It's the one thing I've been doing well on. <laughs> I threw you right into the deep end and you're doing great. Yeah, he holds up. He, he's like lifting his fist to pummel you. Yeah. And as you suddenly, you know, kowtow and beg to him, he lets up just for a second. I basically just like, you know, that wrestling move where you just kind of bring the whole arm up and just, <laughs> just kind of like uppercut. hit him as hard in the balls Uppercuts as I the nuts. Can. I love yeah. it. So that's going to yes. be a yeah. brawling and targeting groin is a minus three. So, <laughs> okay. and you can also take all out <laughs> F. Yeah. I'm hoping I'll hit. So I'm going to add it to the damage. I'm just going to hit him as hard right. in the balls out, as I can. All out strong, which means you're giving up your defenses on this turn. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Do it up. Shoot, wait. One fell off. I got... <laughs> off the table Eight. is a reroll for, for oh, our house rules. shit. Okay, hang on. Nine. Okay, you're still good. <laughs> yes. You used full leverage. Like, you... You, like get your legs into it and like jump into an uppercut straight into his nuts. He, however, gets a dodge. <laughs> sure. He does not dodge. He does not see that coming. And yeah, you feel like crunching. It's an unhappy scene for him. Mm -hmm. No one's happy about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy. He's not happy. And he doubles over as one might expect and falls to the ground, rolling in the garbage with you. Okay. I run. I run towards where the big band sound is. I'm just going to slip into this parade and van or the hell this is and just vanish. So give me the focus check sure. and then give me a right. dex roll. Right, right, right. 
That's going to be, unfortunately, 15. Okay, so that's your second focus check. Now you're on your last focus yep. check from here on out. Focus checks are at a minus two. Okay, all right. And uh, you Damn. are now... So give me a dex check as part of that maneuver to see if you manage to hold on to your pinky and notebook <laughs> right, throughout okay. all of this. Uh, that's going to be an eight. Okay, so you did. You did. And now you're on your last focus check, but you are clear from this guy. Okay. And you said you're running? Yeah, I'm running towards the noise, whatever the biggest noise is. Yeah. yeah. As you're coming out of the alley, you're greeted by the front of this parade. Perfect. And you see men with batons and big, tall, golden hats and women in skimpy green leotards doing acrobatics and a big brass band playing some swanky blues, slightly clashing with the audible sound of the next brass band 30 yards behind them and all this mixed in with plenty of people singing and drinking beer. And you slip in easily and are lost amidst the throng. Excellent. Excellent. I'll peel off my shirt, wrap up my hand so I can kind of hide the blood, right? So as you peel off your shirt, you okay. notice that you are covered in very distinctive tattoos. Interesting. John G. murdered my wife. Find him and kill him. Interesting. She is gone. Time still passes. Upside down on your chest, looking up okay. at you. Condition yourself. Photograph, house, car, friend, foe. Sure. You see some facts on your forearms. Fact one, male. Fact two, white. Fact three, first name John or James. Did I have to get that tattooed? Couldn't I just look? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. Maybe it's the person I'm looking for. I get it. Okay. I get it. That makes more sense. Okay. Now you also notice that there is a wound on your shoulder that's already been bandaged up. Okay. It's pretty darn tender. Right. But it's been taken Man. care of and, and you think it's it was stitched up some earlier injury. And I don't know how that happened or how any of this happened. You have no idea about anything. The last thing you remember is your wife getting murdered. Damn. And then you woke up here. What a a hellscape. Okay. Yeah. But there's a lot of really, really serial killer looking tattoos all over you. So as you peel off your shirt, it probably draws less attention than being covered in blood and garbage. Right. But not much. But not much less. You're also holding a knife. Uh, I'm going to wrap that up in the shirt as well. So it can't be seen. Um, and I am going to walk for a while, but very like, like looking for the first like public toilet or bathroom or restroom that I can duck into, wash off and try and figure out who the hell I am and what's going on. Okay. So you walk with the parade route and it's walking back towards the church. Oh shit. (laughs) At a certain point you, you will pass the church. No, I don't want to do that. Damn it. Then I will like. I, I guess I'll walk for a bit. Once I realize where I'm going, I'll kind of look around, make sure that like no one else is like no one like white suited people are like tracking me. And then I'll just like try and duck down another alley or duck into like a Walmart or a gas station or whatever. So you want to duck into somewhere else before you reach the church. Definitely. I do not want to go back there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Give me a perception roll to find a good uh, place to hide. Okay. That is going to be a seven. Okay. So for your Success by four perception. You see a few things that might be okay to hide and regroup. There's a a closed down gas station and you see some vagrants that are kind of huddled up there. You might be able to hide amidst them. You see an apartment building with a fairly large front alcove and maybe you can get into the lobby. There's a bus station with a couple sitting in it, but you're only about two blocks from the church, so there's not that many hiding places unless you want to turn off this road altogether. And you see a... uh, and you see an H&R block. <laughs> this fucking H&R block. 
They do they like sponsor you or something? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, the best place to get your taxes done is <laughs> when you need to hide from a psycho killer cult. <laughs> when you need to hide from the HRS, I mean from from the IRS, go to H and R Block. That's it. So I, I'm going to make my way. Do I have a, so as I'm making my way towards the uh, gas station and the vagrants? Do I have a wallet on me? Yeah, you can check your pockets, and yeah. uh, you do have a wallet. You also have do I have some cash? notes? In the other pocket. Okay. Yeah, you can check your wallet for cash. Yeah. You have plenty of cash in there. You also notice that it's not your wallet. It has someone else's ID. Even better, not my cash. Okay. I'm gonna. So how many of them are there? So there are three vagrants huddled on a bench. Sure. One of them looks about seventy years old and is wearing a beat up blue tracksuit with no shoes. The middle one is entirely hidden under a blanket, and the last one of them has green hair and is wearing an old parka with what looks like a. Spanish flag on it. Uh, now, you at this point pretty much look like a vagrant yourself, yeah. or a serial killer, or both, yeah, or both. So, so, so I'm going to take out forty bucks, okay. right? I'm going to walk up to him. I'm like, guys, listen, grab yourself something to drink. Is there like a bathroom in here or something? Even if it's like not working, is there somewhere I can splash some water on my face? Yeah, the first vagrant, the older one, perks up and says, "I'm oh, much obliged, sir. Much obliged. Very kind. May I say, sir?" I really appreciate your ink. It's very nice. Yeah, sure. Right around the corner there, back of the building, there's a blue door and a green door. You just lift a blue door off its hinge and you go right on in. And that's our bathroom. And I'll warn you, it ain't a real and proper bathroom, so you're going to want to watch your step. You understand? I see. Thanks, man. And I flash him like, you know, the like, you know, yeah, right? Like like the hang loose sign, but I'm missing my pinky. <laughs> <laughs> on the hand that I flash him, and I nod, and I go, I go towards the back to the bathroom. Gnarly, dude. That's gnarly. Gnarly. All right, man. Thanks, man. Get yourself a drink, and I just, you know. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. He takes a big <laughs> swig of. <laughs> actually, a, I, actually, I go back. And I was like, "You mind?" Oh, I didn't take you for a man of culture. Please help yourself. <laughs> he gives you a, a big, big hip flask. You take a swig. Take a big swig. I pour some on my pinky. Right to get the you, alcohol. You notice on it? that you notice that it's a gimlet he's drinking. <laughs> Gross. Okay, well, whatever. It's alcohol. <laughs> Take a swig, pour some on my pinky, thank him, hand it back, and then okay. head back towards the bathroom. <laughs> just keep living your truth. Don't let him get you down. Thank you, Matt. Good night. And the other two kind of just look at you as you head off, and you go around the corner of the gas station. And now it's pretty dark here. There's sure. a little forest covering behind you, and there's a fence that used to block off the woods, but it's run down and it's fallen here. There's a single flickering street light that you can see past the gas station as uh, that's on the other side of that corner, and okay. you can kind of dimly see the the door you think they were talking about. Okay, I will head that way. All right. So, assuming you want to open it, yes, please give me a strength roll. Okay, strength plus one. Okay, then that's going to be seven. So add a one to make it harder, right? Is that what no, you're saying? Plus one makes it easier because you're adding oh, to gotcha. the target number. Then I rolled an eight. So that's a big success. Yep. Yeah, you're easily able to uh, just lift Adrenaline's it. Adrenaline's just surging. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And the door kind of swings open. It's still locked on one side, so it swings from the other side from its- Right. The side that normally would- off its yeah. hinges. Right. <laughs> and it right. okay. clanks awkwardly. Off kilter. Oh, and give me a focus check on that strength roll. 
Uh, that's going to be a four. Ooh. Yeah. A crit success focus check means that you get a focus check back. So you are now cool. on just one focus check failure. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, can I drag that door shut behind me so I'm not seen? Or, or would it just be dark if I do that? It's very dark in there. It's, I'll leave it open. It's dark okay. anyway with just right. the evening light seeping in. But it'd be pitch black. It would be pitch black. No, I, don't, I don't want that. Okay. All right, um, I'm looking just like for a sink. I uh, hope I can like splash some water on my face and clean up a bit and just kind of like like sit for a minute and just take a breath and maybe go through like what's like whose diary is this? Is there a name? Is there a reason I took this? Maybe like wash my pinky off and like, <laughs> like wrap it in a page of the diary and put it in my pocket or something, you know? Best I can do. Give me first of all, just give me a perception roll to in whatever light you have be able to see this place. Uh that's gonna be a Eight plus, oh, 11, sorry. 11, that's on the button. So yes. you do find the wall light switch, but it doesn't work. Of course. Right. You are looking through what dim light you have, and it looks like a restaurant kitchen. It's definitely not a bathroom. Okay. It smells like no, one. It's become a bathroom. Yeah, it is now a bathroom. <laughs> right. You're able to find a sink and turn it on, and, and you hear the first air in the pipe, and then spluttering, and then... <laughs> You're not sure that it's clean water, but it's what you got. It's cleaner than rolling in the trash. Yeah, that's for sure. I'll take it, yeah. So you, it stings as you wash the end of your pinky stump. Yeah. Do you have first aid as a skill? Uh, I don't think I, I give you do. first aid. I don't believe I do. Be, yeah, yeah you do. A, oh, I do. You have an 11. So oh, you can take a, yeah. You can take a first aid minus two roll sure. to try and give yourself decent first aid with what you got and wrap it in some kind that of That is page. going to be an eight. Eight. So that's a yep. success. You'll get an HP back over here. Oh, cool. Also give me a focus check on that first. Sure. Uh, focus check is going to be a nine. So for your on the button perception, there's not much in here. There's an old fryer that looks like it might work. There's a couple of doors. One looks like a utility closet. The other goes out to what you assume is the main area. And you see a lot of shelving that has some boxes and some bags. Looks like there might be chips. Maybe you could grab a snack. Right. Some Pringles. Yeah. And yeah, for all the button perception, it's too dark in here to read much of the diary. Sure. Well, then I think that like, like once I washed up, right? Like I'm not covered in blood and like was able to wash some of the blood out of my shirt, maybe. Yeah. After I'm washing up, then I'll throw this shirt on, try and like clean myself up the, you know, try and put myself together the best I can so I'm, so I'm not glaringly obvious. And I will walk towards where that street light was and try and get under okay. it. And like, you know, look around, make sure I'm not being tailed and then flip through everything I've got. Okay. So you walk towards the flickering street light. Yeah. You put the shirt back on. You tried to clean it in the sink. It's still obviously gross yeah. and the blood didn't really wash out right. and some of the garbage stains didn't really right. wash out. And it's it's wet now, but nice. probably at this point better than your straight psycho killer tattoo situation. Good. Okay. I'll take it. Uh, so you spend some time with the journal. And it's a young woman's diary. She's very religious. The first 10 pages are mostly Bible quotes with fairly banal reflections. As you go, it gets a little more personal. She's insecure about her big feet. She thinks men like her sister better because she smiles a lot, and so she resolves not to smile anymore. (laughs) She writes a poem for Brother James and then debates whether to give it to him and resolves not to when she sees James kissing Lily. Why did I want this? Hell, did I want this thing? Why did she want it back so badly? Oh. So you've skimmed for 10 minutes at this point. If you want more, you're going to need to give me a search or research role or commit to standing here for three hours and reading it cover to cover. Damn it. Um, And like, 
I like I glance at my tattoos. Do any of those names line up? Like, do they repeat on my arms or like? And then I pull those notes out of my pocket. Does that give me any more information? So your tattoo does mention a John or James, and both of those names you see in the journal. Uh, as to the notes, really narrows it down. <laughs> you have some loose Bible paper, like ripped out of the back of a Bible with no notes on it. Okay. You have a map with something circled on it. Okay. And it says, small guy, KC's map, ask Teddy, <laughs> written in your handwriting. Okay. And then there's a receipt for dry cleaning a suit. And it's got a note scribbled on it, but it's not in your handwriting. And okay. it says, you must return to the old wharf. Watch out for the guy in the tank top. He already shot you. Long live Jordan the fisherman. Okay. So he just like, he sits down for a second. I mean, like mentally exhausted because- this is a lot, right? And he's like, what would I do next? And he's not even like fully thinking, but like, like when I think about my wife, like I remember her being murdered. Yeah, that's your last memory. So that that lives deep. So as oh, soon yeah. as I think about her, like, like I would go hot. Like that's my goal is to like adventure. I would feel that immediately as hot as when I first saw it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then I see, I, I, I think I got two options here. I either... Go back and scope out the church and wait for that woman to leave, the woman who owns the diary, and try and take her and get information out of her, or I head straight to the wharf. Those are the two things I think I would do. And because I cannot decide because I don't have enough information, do I have a quarter on me or any kind of coin? I'm going to say you do not. You do not okay. have a quarter on you. Is there anything? Like, can I, like, you, know what, you know what? I'll go back to those. Are either, those, either, either of the bums back there? Any of the bums? Yeah, you can there? go back to the bums. The bums yeah. are still there. Any of you got a quarter for the for the uh, payphone that I can grab? Well, this quarter is precious to me. It was bequeathed to me by my father. I, look, I, I give him another dollar. I don't care. Like, I just, <laughs> I just need the coin. Oh, a dollar. Oh, here you go, <laughs> sir. I must say you have a poor understanding of exchange rates in the current market climate. <laughs> Look, man, I've had such a bad day. This quarter is worth more to me than anything I've ever owned. But thank you. You're a good man. Well, then you cheated me, giving me only a measly dollar. I'm going to turn, and I'm going to flip this coin. And All if right. it's heads, I'm going to the wharf. And if it's tails, I'm going to go kidnap this girl. All right. All right. One through, one through three is heads, and four through six is tails. Got it. Four through six is tails. So we're going to go kidnap this girl. You're going to go so, back to the church. All mm -hmm. right. I'm going to sneak back up to the church. I'm going to wait in the in the darkness. And I'm just going to, I'm going to find a place where I can like be hidden and stare at it. Right. And as soon as I see that girl leave, or as soon as I see her in a window or something, I'm going to try and figure out how to get her. Okie dokie. And, and get some answers. You head back to the church. Mm-hmm. You kind of scope it out from across the street as you walk up. You can still see the tail end of the parade having passed by. And now that it's hit a more main avenue, it is blaring full of trumpets and trombones again. Saints come marching in. Nice rendition. Is this like a Louisiana thing? Like, does it look like a Louisiana band? Would I be familiar with that at all? Yeah, it's got a kind of a Mardi Gras feel to it. You, okay. The, the place you see around you does not feel like Louisiana. Gotcha. You're not like intimately familiar with Louisiana, but it right. doesn't feel like Louisiana. <laughs> this seems just like Louisiana. Right? Yeah. Okay, right. Gotcha. <laughs> Your geographic instinct does not trigger you to say that this is Louisiana <laughs> right. based on what you've seen of it. Fair. Yeah. And you see now the church, the gate has been closed. Right. Okay. I'm just going to stick it out for a bit. I'm going to watch. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get as much information as I can. If I, if it looks like I can take no action, then okay. I will eventually head down to the warp. So first of all, give me a focus check 
sure. to wait. And it's a focus check minus three when you're waiting. That's going to be a seven. So minus three would be a That's a success. 10. Yeah, okay. Excellent. So calm my breathing. Yeah, yeah, you're very now that you have the scent of something, you're very focused. Yeah. And from the place where you are, you can see the the steeple at the top of the church. And there does seem to be a very small bell tower at the top of it. Just a little wood structure with an actual bell in there. Sure, sure. The fence is about eight feet tall with vertical metal slats. If you want anything more about the compound, give me an observation roll. Sure. That is going to be a five. Yeah. So you look for a good spot to stake out. And it just so happens there's an available H&R block. (laughs) Right. Which no one goes to, so it's perfect. (laughs) Well, it's also late. It's closed. Yeah. So you're observing the compound, and you see a quaint suburban church, wood painted white with a tall bell tower. It's got a little sign that says Our Lady of Good Harbor. It's directly behind the gate. Uh Uh, There's also a path from the gate that leads past the church to a little parking area. There's two cars there. One of them is a gray sedan. The other is a red sports car with a broken windshield. Okay. Behind that, you see a big vegetable garden and a uh, pretty large tool shed in the back. And in the front, a small cluster of cabins, as well as an enormous beech tree that towers over the okay. compound. So unless unless each of those cabins has like a harp or a piano in it, people probably live in there. Like, does it have any signs like people might be living in there, like it's a dormitory type situation or something? That is the first thing that is suggested by the layout. Right. Yes. Okay. Shoot. Shoot. Okay. So I will resume waiting. If nothing comes out and no one moves around and there's no activity, I'm going to circle back to these cabins, try and get back to these cabins and see if I can find her. So yeah, you wait for nearly half an hour staking out the place when you see a limping figure coming down the street. And as it gets closer, you recognize it as the large bald man you just had a fight with, returning to the compound after searching for you for a while. He presses a buzzer on the stanchion next to the gate and someone steps out to the front steps of the church to see who it is and then presses a button and the gate slowly opens and the bald man steps through. Now, At this point, you have some time as the gate seems to be fully opening before it can start closing. I am, then I'm gonna, okay, once they're inside, I'm gonna slip around back and at least check out these cabins and see if I can find her. All right, so are you gonna try and sprint in while the gate is still open or are you gonna climb it? Okay. Yeah, totally, totally. All right, so to do that, you time it. Give me an IQ roll just to time it just right so that you slip in. I, without them obviously seeing sure. you. Sure. Uh, and that's going to be a three plus, I can't do this math, three plus four, seven, sorry. Okay, that's a, that's a nice success. Give me a focus check. Okay, all right. Uh, eight, nine. You're fine. You slip in and you look towards the front door of the church where you see now the door closing behind the people that were walking up the steps. Okay. And you are in the compound. And as far as you know, nobody knows you're there. Why am I here? Why am I here? Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go to the back, like try, like slip around the side uh, uh, and, and get to the back and check out these cabins. Hopefully she's there. Sure. So you slink around the church towards the cabins in the back. Uh, give me a perception roll while you do this. Sure. Okay. Uh, two plus four, six, seven. Seven again. Yep. Yeah. You hear... Loud voices from inside the church. Loud voices like yelling or loud voices like singing or? No, like loud voices like arguing. Got you. Okay. Um, Do any of them sound? I heard the woman yell. Do any of them sound like her? Yes. Yes. You hear what appears to be a woman's voice. Okay. Okay. 
All right. You succeeded by quite a bit perception. I think you can make out the words enough to hear that the argument is about whether or not to call an ambulance to the compound and that he is slipping away. Right. Because I, I, I stabbed the dude. Okay. Okay. Shoot. I'm going to call an ambulance. Wait. Is there like a payphone anywhere? Or do I have a cell phone on me? You do not have a cell phone on you. You have not seen a payphone, but you could find one. Okay. If you, you know, you'd have to leave the compound. I don't want to do that. All right. Um, shoot. Um, I'm going to get closer, like to a window or something, and try and really listen to what they're saying. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see yeah. what happens. So give me a uh, stealth Okay. Plus four. So that's going to work out to, uh, let me do some quick math. You don't have stealth, but you're, it's an right. easy stealth situation. Okay. So IQ plus four? So no, it works out to an 11. Oh, gotcha. I did the math. Sure. All right. Oh, fuck. Uh, that's going to be a 15. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst time for that to happen. Big fail. And give me a focus yeah. check. All right. And that's going to be a five, eight. Sorry. Okay. So you get close enough now to, that you can hear the and voices. be heard. Yep. <laughs> and the church is slightly elevated, so the windows are above your view, but you can make out voices. You hear a man's voice saying, have faith in my hands. Trust me. I've seen worse injuries than this. Goss, he will live. Okay. Put pressure here. This is crazy. We can't just sew him up. He needs anesthesia. He's suffering. You're a sweet lass, but if they come for him... They'll ask a lot of questions I can't answer. Right. And I think neither can you, so maybe you should shut your... I don't care. He's going to die. And just as they're really getting into it, you step on the loudest branch ever and crash. Shit. And then silence. Oh, oh man. Okay. Um, And then... uh, Well, this has been great, folks, but while you were arguing, I called the police and medical 20 minutes ago. I'm guessing that... (laughs) Who's saying that? Someone. Okay. As soon as I hear that, I just... Bam, 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 bam. FBI, open up. <laughs> as loud as I can. <laughs> okay, so you're banging on the window from below. Totally. And now there's frantic shouting and screaming from inside. Boom, boom. We've got you surrounded. We've got guns trained on every exit. Anyone who comes outside <laughs> is getting shot. Give me an acting role, actually. Okay, all right. Nice. Five. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, give me a focus check. All right. Uh, that's going to be a nine. Nine. You're good. Yeah, inside you hear a crash and some commotion and then, don't come in here. I've got hostages. I'm not afraid to shoot them. You'll never take me alive. We're not trying to cause a problem. We're just here to de-escalate. Oh, you're not trying to cause a problem, are you? We're not going to fire as long as you play along. Send out the woman at least. Okay. And then we can talk. Yeah, there's loud whispered arguing from inside and another loud clatter and the front doors of the church fly open and a woman pours out, confused and scared. Uh, I'm going after her. (laughs) I'm going to try and like, you know, cover her mouth with the knife out and be like, you know, don't say a word and then take her. Okay. I cannot believe this might work. (laughs) Uh, Give me an intimidation roll. Intimidation. Okay, intimidation. And that's going to be a seven. Success. Give me a focus check. Okay, come on, come on, come on. 
And that is going to be five plus nine. Okay. A lot of good successes on your focus checks. <sighs> yes. Decent, decent rolls so far. Okay. Uh, she does not resist and she falls silent and frightened. Excellent. I mean, not excellent. That's a bad thing to do in general, but, but for right now, this is good. All yeah, right. Listeners, um, we're not encouraging you to kidnap women. No. no please do not kidnap no. people. Please don't stab people. Please don't pretend to be the FBI. <laughs> don't do any of these no, things. No, even if it right? seems fun. Give homeless people 40 bucks. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, do that. That we encourage. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Everything else do not do. Don't pour gimlets on your injuries. I don't know Probably about not. that one. I don't know the science. Probably not. I can't imagine it's great. Uh, do hang out with a street parade. Yeah, visit your local street yeah. parade. Walk through the middle of it and take off your shirt. <laughs> These are all things you can do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, stop by your local H&R block. <laughs> I encourage those activities, but not kidnapping. Not kidnapping. That's where we draw the line. Am I near these cabins? Uh, yeah, so you're at the side of the church. Okay, perfect. You hear the Irishman still shouting about, mm-hmm. you know, that they'll never take him alive and all that kind of thing. Right. Okay, I don't care about that anymore. Good, good. He's busy. Which cabin is yours? She's Look at it. Signals with her eyes towards one of the cabins. We're going there. She walks with you towards it. She's trembling in fear. I will not harm you. Just do exactly as I say. It's open. All right, go inside. Quietly sh- Shut the door. Is there like a light switch? Or, yeah, you yeah. turn on the light. It's a yeah. small room with two twin beds okay. and a small desk. There are pressings of butterflies and bugs and Aww. flowers on the walls. Oh, she seems nice. Okay, does the door lock? Yes. Okay, I lock the door and I, I walk her towards a seat. I very gently put her in the seat like, I'm going to let go. I'm going to take my hand away. If you scream, I'm not going to have a choice but to harm you. I don't want to. So do not scream, okay? You see a single tear rolling down her eye. Okay. I hate this so much. Okay. All right. Um, So I I take my hand back and I'll just like drag a chair over and sit across from her. And I'll pull out her journal or her diary. Can you tell me why I had this? You're a a pervert? Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I'm that. I don't know if I am or not. So I'm like, all right. So I flip through the journal and I point to the names, the names that match up on my G- arm, Give right? me a interrogation roll. Okay, nice. Nice. I like how you're working through all of his skills. Yeah, you're using right? everything. Excellent. Uh, right, that's going to be an 11, so it's close, but I think I got it. Yeah, that's okay, a success. Nice. And uh, give me a focus check. Right, of course. And that is going to be a 10. Nice. Okay, you're still in it. Uh, so you're so sorry. Keep going. Sure. So I'm like so I'm I'm pointing to the two names that line up in her journal with the two names on my arm. Tell me about these men. Who are they? What do you know about them? She's shaking and and shivering. And I'm reaching for a pen so I can make notes as she's talking. Uh, so uh, John is nice normally. He's a really good singer and he always has good jokes. James is kind of moody, but in sort of a hot way. And you stabbed him. And why did you stab James? He's going to die. He'll be okay. They're going to call for help. I already called yeah. the ambulance. I'm just going to lie. I already called an ambulance. She's, they, he's going to be just fine. I'm very sorry about stabbing your friend. Why should I believe you? You lied to us before. You said you wanted to join. What did I say to you? I, I don't know. You seemed quiet and sort of sweet and pitiful. You had a lot of questions. Mental tracks. I told you to get out of here because I could tell Cynthia thought you were cute and she would get weird about it, but you didn't go. Did she write about you in her journal? Is that why you took it? Is it her journal? Yeah, that's my sister Cynthia's journal. This is your sister's journal. Is your sister okay? She's still in there. She didn't want to come. She really believes in Father Longingdale and she's in love with John. I 
think she might be in trouble. Okay. 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 So I'm just writing down mm-hmm. these extra notes. You're, ta- um, you're taking them in the journal? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, okay. So is there anything else I told you about me or why I'm here? No, you didn't say much. Okay. And when did I arrive? How long ago? Just this morning. Okay. And what did we do all day? I don't know. Nothing. It's the same thing we do every day. This place is awful. I couldn't believe someone with that car would want to be here. So you want out of here. That's what you're saying. Yeah, but I have nowhere to go. And Cynthia believes in this place. Anywhere's better than this. And you can't help her if you're here. So why don't you go to the police? Because you're kidnapping me? I will ha- I will take you to wherever you want to go, or I will simply walk out of this room right now. You've been very helpful, and I do not want to harm she you. She suddenly looks around and realizes, like, where's the FBI? I thought they were here. They're on their way. It takes them some time. National guys take longer than others. You guys aren't really high on their list. Ouch. They'll be here. What do you want? There's a small <laughs> church in nowhere. And maybe not Louisiana. <laughs> so I will take you out of here if you want to leave. Wait, we can go right now. I, I'm scared and I'm worried about Cynthia. She's so smart and she's such an idiot. She's going to take a bullet for someone. Will help if you're here? Let's, will, that, will that stop her? The best thing you can do for her is go to the police and tell them everything you know. Give me a diplomacy role to convince her. Okay. Or, or any kind of uh, influence role, but I'm pretty sure diplomacy will do the best here. That seems the best. That's going to be a four. Oh, Thank crit you. success diplomacy. Yes. Yeah, there's an intense honesty in your eyes as there is always in Guy Pierce's eyes that just kind of right. moves something you inside just got that of quality. her. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. She falls in love with you. She's in love with you now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. This poor thing. Jeez. And since that was a crit success, you do oh. not have to roll a focus check. Okay. All right. So do you want me to take you to the police? I'll, I'll go out wherever you say. Oh, for God's sakes. Okay. Are one of these cars yours? No. The, I thought the nice car was yours. The nice car is mine? Okay. I'm going to check my pockets for some keys. You do have keys, but suddenly Anne has a thought and says, no, don't take the red sports car with bullet holes in it. That's going to attract attention. Let's take the sedan. The keys are probably in James's cabin. Let's go check it out. All right. We got to be quiet, okay? Quiet. Yeah. Give me a stealth plus two. That's going to be an eight. That's good enough. Yep. Give me a focus check. Okay. Uh, pff, four. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That, that was like six. Six. Pardon me. Okay. So you're doing fine. She goes into another cabin and emerges five seconds later with a set of keys. She is not very quiet, but it's <laughs> inside the compound and they think they're under an FBI raid. So you hear sure. kind of shouting and you hear, the ir- you hear the Irish accent. You think you can give me the silent treatment? I'll, I'll give everybody the silent treatment. He's starting to lose it. <laughs> okay, we got to move, got to move quick. So you get over to the car and Anne opens it up. Yeah. She says, do you need anything from your car? Why do you have that stuff anyway? And you look at the red car and in the passenger seat, there are two fish and a boat anchor. Like real fish? Yeah. Okay. So two live, two dead fish and an anchor, like a boat anchor. Yeah. In the passenger seat. Okay. (laughs) And meanwhile, Anne is quickly running down to the front of the church and is going to open the gate. Fantastic. Okay. She gets it done, but then you just see the door opening and Anne is sprinting back. Oh, we're about the fish in the anchor later, whatever the hell that is. It's like the three clams in Demolition Man. What the hell could that be? And I gesture for her to get in. 
lock the doors, start the engine, let's get the hell out of here. So Anne makes it back, but you see that members of the church have come out onto the porch and have pressed to close the gate. Are you going to try and make it out before it closes? Fuck yeah, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. Give me a driving minus two. Driving minus two. Uh, driving, 11. So nine, oops, shoot. So that's nine. And that's going to be nine. Nice. <laughs> Jesus. She fails her fright check. And she is screaming next to you. That's fair. Give me a focus check for the driving roll. <laughs> Can't believe her. She's had a hard day. And that's going to be a nine. It's beautiful. Yep. You scrape through <laughs> just as you see a stream behind you of black right. unmarked cars on their way. <laughs> oh, they did come. Holy crap. Okay. See, I told you. I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Get the hell so out of here. what are you here. doing? Are you going to wait around for them? Or are you going to... No. No, bolt? we're going to leave. There's All no right. way it's good for me to see the FBI. There's no, no it's possible not, it's way. It's not a good idea. Yeah. It's not Even, a good idea I don't, I, I don't know what I've done, but it can't be FBI good. So. You, you know at least one thing you've done, and it's definitely right. not FBI good. I stabbed that guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That's, yeah. That's, that's probably one of many bad things I have done, because I seem pretty willing to stab that guy. So I, so I want to... Uh, so, like... Where's the police station? Do you know where it she, is? I'm not from here. Uh, she nods her head in assent. Okay. Your sister's going to be fine. The FBI agents are going to take care of you. I'm going to take you to the police station so you're safe. You're going to tell them everything that's happened, and you're going to be okay. She navigates you towards the police station. Awesome. I do not pull in front of it. I drop her off like a block away, and I'm like, tell them everything. Your sister's counting on you. Come with you me. You guys are going to be – I can't because I'll – I have reasons. Come, trust me. Please. You're going to be. I can't do it without you. You don't understand. The police here are good people. I know them. But if I go in there, I'm going to get arrested. I can't go in there. I don't want to go without you. You're going to have to. Otherwise, your sister's going to be in trouble. You're going to have to be strong for her. The FBI already came. You said, what's the local police going to do? The local police are going to make sure you're okay and you're safe. But you got to go. Because you're not safe with me. You saw what happened to your friend. I don't want that to happen to you. I feel safe with you. Well, tomorrow I'm going to forget everything I know and I'm going to be a completely different person. And I don't know who stabbed your friend and I don't want him to stab you. You won't stab me. I know it. Okay. So I'm like, all right. I just, <laughs> we're parked, right? Yeah. Open the car door. I was going to shove her out. <laughs> I'm going to take off. All right. Give me a brawling roll. Give me a brawling okay. roll to push her out of the car. <laughs> Okay, that's gonna be a seven. That's a success. Sure, way too she, hard. She gets, she gets a, she gets a dodge, right? <laughs> and I she dodges. So no, you like shove her, and she just kind of no. like shoves into the the side oh, of the, the no. car door. Okay. And she slams. Ow! Oh, sorry. And now she grabs onto the seat. Oh tight. my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! What do I, I do? I love um, making crit successes have bad consequences. <laughs> what do I do? Uh. Um, I'm like, I'm gonna like put my head down for a second and stop moving, then be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> Pull the Give me an back. acting role. Give me an acting role. <laughs> That's gonna be an eleven. It's not good enough. Give me a focus check. It's going to be a five. Wow, you're rolling amazingly. Yes. Uh, you uh, give me a focus check for the brawling okay. roll. I didn't make you do a right, focus right, right. Check for the brawling roll. 
That was going to be a 12. Okay, on the button. You're fine. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Excellent. Because of your crit success before, you no longer are on your last focus check. Lucky. Lucky, lucky. Okay. So she says, if you wanted to hurt me, you would have done it already. You wouldn't be warning me about it. You know I won't harm you, but I will harm me. And I put the knife up to my neck and I press against it just enough to draw a little blood. I'll be dead in seconds. You must run. Give me a uh, intimidation roll. Okay. I will take that as an intimidation. Okay. She cares about me. Hopefully this will get her out of the damn car. I'm, gonna, I, I'm giving you here repeated attempts right. penalties because sure. I think it, of they're different tactics, but it's essentially the attempting to do the same <laughs> it's thing. It's the same thing. Yes. yes. So you're at an intimidation minus one. Got 11. So with repeated attempts, that's a failure by one. Oh, for God. I just, I drop it completely. I just drop the knife. I drop the act. I'm like, fine. I put it in gear and I speed off <laughs> towards the wharf or the, or the river or whatever. So I guess you're along for the ride now. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your name? <laughs> it's Anne. Anne. Okay. And I, do I know my name? Do I know my own name? Yeah, you know your own name. Okay. You, you remember everything of your life up until the accident. Gotcha, gotcha. And my name is Leonard. Okay. Yeah. Well, Anne, my name is Leonard. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you. I am trying to search for the people who killed my wife. Oh, my gosh. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to forget everything I know, which is why. And I, as I'm driving, open up my shirt. I mean, you might as well tell her everything now. I, I open up my shirt. And I show all the tattoos. These are these are clues that I've tattooed on my body. There's these two names that line up with the two names in your in your sister's diary, I must have been here for that, but I don't know because I don't remember anything. She nods sagely. She believes that. She says, that's why God sent me to you. No. I will be your memory. <laughs> oh my God, no. Before this, was I a bad person? It's been a mix. Every player plays them <sighs> a little differently. No, no, I mean like like in my like in the life oh, I can remember. In your former life. No. Yeah. You were a very boring insurance investigator. <sighs> I'm so far from that now. Yeah. I must have felt at home at HR block. All right. So what I'm gonna do then. All right, you know what? If she wants to help me, I, I mean, great. Okay. Okay, that's I guess that's what we'll do. We're gonna drive towards the wharf with my new detective buddy, this cult member I just broke out and freed from the FBI. That seems perfectly reasonable. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm throwing the next person into just a hole of shit. I mean, honestly, not worse than where you got thrown. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. All right. Yeah, we're driving towards the wharf or the the river at least. So you don't – you're not sure where the old wharf <laughs> is. You don't know this area. Right. As I'm driving, I guess, like I'd be quiet for a second because i just like just, just stunned by everything that's going on. I turn around and be like – are we driving towards the wharf? Yeah. Okay, remind me what a wharf is. This poor girl. This poor girl. How old do I think she is? She looks like she's maybe 22, would be your best guess. Oh, for God's sakes. What am I doing? What am I doing? Okay. All right. Well, now I got to keep her safe. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, in a way, this is good. Like, it does make sense to have someone near me that I can trust that could be like, okay, this is everything you did and then read it off to me in the morning and get me back up to speed. That does make sense. Nothing else about this does. <laughs> yeah. Well, Literally nothing. your crit success diplomacy on the poor girl who's been seduced by a cult leader her whole oh, adult life was just kind of a... 
Totally. Totally. Yeah. She grasped onto the very next thing she could yeah. to keep herself sane in the moment, which is completely understandable. Poor things probably uh, got Stockholm syndrome, you know, and I just fed right into that, unfortunately. And yeah, now here we are. <laughs> Flew her straight to Sweden. God, yes. God damn it. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, all right. Well, it's not worse than stabbing a guy. Barely not. Uh, you know, it's not great, but no, it's not. It's not. It's not, it's, it's, not it's, it's not stabbing her. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, so uh, you don't know where the old wharf is, mm-hmm. and she doesn't either. No, she knows which way the water is, but doesn't have any guesses as where the old wharf might specifically okay. be. She's not sure. Thank you. Like driving, right? And I pull out the piece of paper with the receipt because I got to just. I mean, I, if I'm going to trust her, if we're in for a penny, let's go in for a pound. Let's just. Give her everything. So here's the receipt and here's the note I'm working with. Okay. The note on the dry cleaning receipt gives her nothing you haven't already told her. She doesn't know the old wharf. Sure. Though she notes the address on the receipt itself is from a totally different part of LA. And by the way, you're in Los Angeles. (gasps) Los Angeles. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's good info. Okay. Okay. She looks at the map and the area that's circled and she says that's also a totally different area of town. It's not by the water and it's not by the dry cleaner. Right. Okay. Can she get me to where the suit is? You want to go to where the receipt is from, to the dry cleaners. Yeah. Can she get me there? She yeah. looks. Oh, wait. It's like midnight. Why the hell are we No, stop. Wait a minute. <laughs> I've been thinking. Um, God damn it. Okay. You know what? We need to stop. We need to take a break. I mean, we need to like rest. We, we can't be driving around at midnight with FBI agents all over the place in a wrecked up car, right? So we need to find the cheapest motel we can and check in for the night and just okay. sleep. She nods and she s- starts looking at the window for motels. And after a little bit, you run across okay. a uh, motel. I gave it a roll to see if right. it would happen to be the motel from the movie, which which a prior character left shit at, but unfortunately <laughs> right. it is not. No, of course. So you roll up Fair to enough. a right. uh, motel. Uh, Park in the back as like, like maybe try and hide the damage by parking next to the, you know, to the garbage cans or whatever. Like, let's like tuck the car in the back. Tuck the car in the back. You head up to reception. It's a real beaten down cheap motel. That's for sure. This is still, you're still in a tough area of town. Yeah. That's okay. Because we look look like shit. like a disaster. She looks nice. You know, she's clearly been crying, but her, like she's in this like very silky white shirt and loose flowing pants. The two of you are wearing the same outfit, which is a little weird, but yours is destroyed. Oh my God. Can you imagine what the front desk person thinks yeah, of us you're walking like, up on this? Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they, they probably see yeah. The front desk person is completely nonplussed at the scene that you are. Great. Welcome to the Broken Branch Motel. What can I do for you? Uh, one room, please. You got it. Thank you. That'll be This is a really shitty motel. I pull out 23 bucks and I hand it to her. Okay. And she gives you a room key and you guys head up to the room and you find a shitty little dingy motel. It's a single queen bed. Sure. And uh, unless you want to do anything else now, going to sleep is the end of your turn. So, yeah. I think what I'll do is I'm going to lay out everything I've got as far as notes on the table, ask her very nicely to take a look at it if she's feeling okay, and then I'm going to take the longest effing shower. 
<laughs> just a really long shower. Oh, oh, is there an ice machine? You can go and try and find one. You don't know yeah, from well, inside your room. Yeah. I'm going to, well, I was going to ask her, like, when you have a second, just can you find some ice and I'll wave my pinky finger? It's probably too late at this point. But yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah you know what? I, you know what? I, I look at it. There's no way. Like, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. And I just fling it into the toilet, flush, and then take the longest shower in the world. One thing she can do is roll first aid on your hand to wrap up the injury, if you'll allow her. Yep. She rolls pretty well, and she gets some Neosporin on it and wraps it up in a ton of gauze. And then, yeah, you jump in the shower and get clean. As much as this motel is capable of cleaning anyone, Mm -hmm. it cleans you. Yes, not my soul. No, no. <laughs> but some of the outside. Your soul is still covered in the garbage from that alleyway. That's my sure. soul is garbage. Yes. <laughs> and when you come out, she is uh, she is tucked into bed gently and expectantly and gingerly. Okay. So, so like, I'll take one of the many pillows that are on this mm-hmm. bed, hopefully, and I will place it literally place it in the middle of us. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna lay on one side, and I will lay on the other side, and I'm gonna be like, try and get some sleep. We'll figure this all out tomorrow. Okay. She nods and she closes her eyes ceremonially and <laughs> folds her hands over her chest and right. like she's in a coffin. Great. But you can <laughs> feel her next to her just buzzing with nervous energy. Okay. Well, I am going to try very. Is there a? But bar? you are exhausted. Is there a mini bar? Uh, no. This is a. $23 okay, a night right. motel. It's, they don't right. have a minibar. Of course bar. not. Right. And I paid in cash. So there's no minibar. Okay. I'm just going to bed. I'm just going to bed. I'm just going to... Okay. Out cold. You yeah. go to sleep and you are very charitable to your next players who were getting desperately low on sleep. <laughs> right. Right. It's a long day. And with that, the Aram version of Leonard disappears into darkness to be replaced by who knows what. Oh, it's it, I love it. It's like Quantum Leap. Plus, yes. you know, <laughs> it's fantastic. Just someone else jumps in in the most effed up situation possible. It's fantastic. That was great. That was incredible. By far the longest we've had. Really? Play- oh, right. Because, because you, I didn't stop. Right. You rolled so well on your focus checks. That- I'm sorry to give you so much to edit. I apologize. <laughs> no, I mean, that was that was tight. That was awesome. I, I don't awesome. know that we're going to come much from that. That was beautiful. Perfect. And yeah, that was incredibly fun. I was so glad I got to play with you. That was me too. That was amazingly what a great fun. Idea. Yeah. I'm excited to see how it all comes out. I, I've been telling people the crazy thing about this is that I'm the only person in the world who knows how it's going. Right. I had a producer for the first few episodes, but now it's been just me. <laughs> sure. And the audience, as they're listening to it, knows everything that I don't know what will happen. And I know everything oh. that they don't know what has happened. That's very cool. I like that quite a lot. Neat. Neat. Oh. Well, I hope I added anything you added a lot that was tremendous i love i love it i hope i helped you know i hope i like advanced his story instead of just sabotaging him the whole time no you did you did amazingly (laughs) this was spectacularly fun thank you so much for being on the show it was a pleasure it really was a lot of fun glad he's alive yeah thanks for not killing the character because i got guest scheduled after you (laughs) you're very welcome (laughs) all right lisa kapitsky is a Broadway fight director and preschool movement teacher. So she rolls around on the floor a lot, I suppose. (laughs) She is also the creative director for the all-female sword-fighting Shakespeare comedy troupe, The Vixens on Guard. This is Lisa's fifth appearance on The Reroll. How are you doing, Lisa? Uh, I'm pretty good. 
I'm excited to be here and have absolutely no idea what's going on. Have you seen the movie Memento? I have seen it once. Okay. I think I then went back and like probably immediately watched it again, but that was yeah. when it came out on DVD or HBO or whatever. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, that's been, in general, the common experience is pretty much, I, I don't think anyone, actually one person, Jonathan West had never seen it. Okay. But every, there's no one who's like, I just watched it. You know, everyone's like, I remember it vaguely. Yeah. And I, I think we all, like you suggested not watching it. And I think we all were like, yeah, no, I don't want to have a strong understanding of what's going on coming into this. It would not help you at this point. Uh, I'm sure. Maybe the people um, at the front of the order. Maybe, but. Yeah. But also it's like, it's one of those movies that you know it's really, really good. It's well done, but you don't necessarily want to watch it again. Like it's a cool movie, Yeah. but it's not one that you're like, oh, what should I do with my Sunday afternoon? I'll yeah. watch Memento. You don't like pop it on for background viewing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of, like, speaking of yes, Memento. Let's do it. Yes. It's dark. You're in some kind of room you can tell because there's there's some light coming in from a closed shade and behind you the sliver of a door slightly open it's night outside and it's quiet except for the sound of distant singing what are they singing you can't quite tell roll perception 16 yeah you have no idea you just hear distant singing okay and on that on that failed perception, give me a focus check. Oh, no. That's a success. That's on the button. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. The, there's a light shining down the hallway from the cracked door. It appears to be outside. The door leads outside behind you. It's cracked open and you can see a little bit of light from the outside shining through. And next to you, there's a window where you can see a little bit of light through the space between the shade and the solid window in the wall. Right, I'm going to go close the door because it's very disconcerting that I'm sitting in a room with a door cracked open. You close the door. And then can I peek out through the window, like real subtle-like? Sure. Uh, looking out the window, you see it's night out. You see a path and the back of a small structure with white walls and ceramic roof tiles. Past it, you see the branches of a tree out of you and the moon just peeking out from what looks like the tall steeple of a church. You also, now that you have a little moonlight coming in, notice that you're wearing soft white linen pants and a loose shirt in the same material, which buttons down the middle. Like an Oxford shirt, but made out of a presumptuous material. I'm going to Google an Oxford shirt real it's quick. It's like just like your, your classic button-up. Yes, button, but a kind of a gauzy fabric, yeah. not like a dress shirt. Like if I, were, if I were wearing sandals, I would belong on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That kind of a thing. Okay. So uh, not sanitarium attire. Um, not obviously it could be, but attire. it doesn't scream sanitarium. Okay. It's not like a straight jacket. Okay. Am I wearing shoes? You're wearing, you're wearing work boots. Work boots, white linen pants. Did I, when I came to, did I like wake up out of bed or am I just like chilling, sitting on the no, bed? No, you were standing in the room when you came to. Oh, okay. Uh, what else is in the room with me? Uh, the the light is off. You cannot see much of the room. And I don't see any people outside, just these structures? No people outside, but you can hear soft singing in the distance. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll turn the light on. Okay. You pop the light on and you look into what is like a small bedroom with two very simple double beds. There's a crucifix on the wall. There's a small desk with two chairs. 
There's a lot of like framed pressings okay. on the wall. Butterflies and bugs and flowers. There's some notes on the desk. I definitely want to read the notes. There's a standalone closet. Is the closet door open or closed? It is closed. Okay. So you uh, take a look at the notes on the desk. I'm feeling super paranoid already. I'm going to take one of those chairs and slide it in front of the closet door. Okay. You slide the chair in front of the closet door. Props like, you know, can't open. Braced. Yeah. Now I'll go read the notes. Okay. So the desk is a mess of loose papers and books. Give me a search roll or something else appropriate if you want to make any sense of it. Oh, yeah. That's a big success. Yeah. So you try to sort through the mess, lots of drawings, a pressing of a feather, torn out pages from a word a day calendar, a lot of what looks like Sunday school assignments, like Bible study. Most of them are not started, but the ones that are say Anne at the top. Uh, Then on the right side of the desk is a neat pile of papers, and this contains a lot of the same assignments, but these are all finished, and they're labeled Cynthia. So you get the picture that these two girls, Anne and Cynthia, share this room, and Anne is the messy one. Uh, The Cynthia stack also has some books on theology and pages of pages of hand-copied Bible quotations. Without a roll, you're not really sure what they mean. Under these is Cynthia's diary, which you can open if you want. Yeah, I would like to read that. It's also a lot of God talk, but you skim through, and for your good search roll, you get some juicy gossip. She finds the deacon very annoying. She finds Brother Ian frightening at first, but later thinks he's a teddy bear. She loves Brother John, probably platonically. She clearly has non-platonic feelings for Brother James, but then sees him kissing Sister Lily and feels pretty betrayed by that. (gasps) Uh, Later, she also thinks that Lily is flirting with John, and she does not know how to handle that. Uh, She also thinks Sister Anne is being too forward with Father Longingdale, but you get the sense that she wants to get too forward with him and then later she does and feels super guilty about it for about 30 pages okay Uh, you note that she has diary entries every day sometimes multiple times a day but they suddenly stop two weeks ago or at least two weeks before the date currently on the word a day calendar Uh, finally in the back of the journal you find a note folded which is not in cynthia's handwriting that says brother michael is not what he seems is it in my handwriting or somebody else's? No, it's not in your handwriting either. Do I do I have a is, or do I have on me or is there anywhere a sharpie? I assume I, I don't have like a tattoo thing with me, but do I have a sharpie or anything? Yeah, in your search of the desk, you found a stationary drawer with pens and pencils, although no sharpies. Uh-huh. You can check your pockets and you find a pencil and some loose leaf, slightly brown scrap paper that seems to be ripped out of a Bible. I mean, they say the Holy Bible at the top. As you search your pockets, you also notice that you're wearing a leather belt awkwardly under your linen pants. So the belt is not holding up the pants. It's like resting on your underwear around your hips. It's just like a leather belt. It's not one of those like, I'm a tourist and I'm afraid of my passport getting stolen No, it's just a straight up belt that you would put on your pants, but it's under your white pants. I take off the belt. Okay, you take off the belt. Is there anything like inscribed in the back of the belt? Uh, yes, there's a secret message that says Calvin Klein. <laughs> um, oh, great. With my, do I, did I find a Sharpie in a pocket or anything? No, just a pencil. Okay. How am I going to tattoo this on myself if I have no, I guess I physically have the note that says Brother Michael is not who he claims, but I'm worried about losing it. Oh, I'm going to put the belt back on at like actual waist 
height rather than like around my hips because I want it as tight as it can go. And I'm going to start putting the notes like in the belt. So I am going to use it. Like, like so a, they're under your shirt. Under my shirt. Okay. I, I'm going to turn this belt into into a I am a tourist and I don't want to lose my passport belt. Okay, great. Love it. Do the pages that I that I found in my pockets, the torn out pages from the Bible, relate to the loose leaf Bible quotes at all? The, the pages from the Bible are literally empty pages. They just say at the top, the Holy Bible. Like if you wanted to take notes at the back of your Bible? I, I don't. Right. I don't do exactly. a lot of Bible reading. Okay. All right. So I have, I have, now I have blank paper on which I can take more notes. Great. Uh, those go in the belt. The brother Michael note goes in the belt. Um, as far as I can tell, this isn't actually relevant necessarily because I seem to be in somebody else's very religious room kind of all around. But who knows what's relevant these days? So I'm going to take it all. You're taking the notebook? I'm taking the, everything. The diary? Yeah. I mean, you don't have enough room in your belt to take this entire stack of papers. Oh, okay. I will take the diary and leave the other notes behind. Okay. So I've got my work boots on. I'm ready to go. Just out of pure paranoia, I'd like to hold my pencil in a stabby grip. It's Because it, that's the only... There's no weapons around. I don't see a letter opener. You did find a stationary drawer, and it has a letter opener in it, as well as scissors. You also find pens in there if you'd rather that than a pencil. That can go in a pocket. The pencil can go in a pocket. Letter opener in stabbing position. I'm going to open the closet door. Okay. You see a closet full of hanging white linens, much like the one you're wearing. That is very odd. Okay. I'm going to keep hanging on to my letter opener, this time in a forehand grip, and I I will turn off the light first, and I'm going to leave. Yeah, once you're outside, you see more of the same white-walled cabins you saw from the window. You realize that you were in one of them. Uh, to your right, there's a gravel drive that has what looks like a sports car sitting on it, as well as a, you know, sedan. You see some gardens behind the cabins, but it's pretty dark. You see now that the cabins are behind a small white church, and it's that church that the music is coming from. Okay. Very interested in the car, but I don't know where to go. We'll go into the church. So you head to the church, and as you walk up the back steps, you hear the song come to a closing cadenza, a 5-1 with a little, ah. You come in, and you're entering from behind the preacher. He turns to look at you, and you see a small congregation, about six people, all of them in white linens, except for the preacher. Preacher says to you, we generally frown on being late to service, Brother Pontoon, since you're new, I'll make an exception. Thanks, Padre. We're almost done. Please. He gestures for you to sit down at a pew, right. and he starts preaching again. There was blood spilled on this altar today. Mm, lovely. And I was in it again. I hope I don't keep you all up tonight, howling. I heard James say he wished he could forget, but did Nicodemus? When he was born again, did he forget? No. The past stays with us. That's why it's hard. I'm always wrist deep in flesh. That doesn't mean I don't move on. 
you're uncomfortable and not totally sure what he's on about. It's uh-huh. weird and his tone is somewhat hypnotic, but no one else seems to find it odd. And in fact, you feel the congregation's energy is more focused on you than on the preacher. Uh, I'm just going to like look around, see if any faces in the crowd spark any kind of familiarity. There's no one you recognize. There's okay. two identical women in their early 20s, both of them fairly pretty, identically so, you might say. Not fraternally, though. No, 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 they'd never dream of it. <laughs> There's a broad-shouldered, red-headed man with a grimace on his face who avoids your gaze. There's a tall, blonde man with a scar on his chin. There's a short, dark-haired man who smiles at you. In the back of the room, sitting leaned back in a chair rather than in the pew, is a short, bald man who's an absolute tank of a guy. As you're reading the room, the preacher ends his sermon and everyone stands again and the preacher makes a beeline to you. Brother, we're going to start our evening's work now. If you're intent on joining us, I must insist on that ceremony we talked about. Uh, I'm still a little shaky on some of the details. Can you go over it with me one more time? Well, that's why we'll have a shepherd to guide you through it. I know Brother John wanted to do so. He's our expert on knots. It's still weighing a little heavy on me. How much time do I have to make the decision? Oh, I know. I know how these things, they weigh on us. You've had your whole life to make the decision. Understandable. But as for tonight, we really must start our work. So... If you're here... I, I'm i just going to take the air for a moment, if that's all right. Of course. I'm going to head back out the front of the church, and I'm looking for a sign, anything that is like, this is a normal, everyday, Our Lady of the Blood, or what have you, regular old church, or... Am I in a cult? (laughs) So you walk out the front door. Everyone turns and watches you go. Yeah, I'm in a cult. As you walk out, walking past the large bald man who's still leaned back in his chair, without looking at you, he just says, Don't hang around if you ain't going to stay. And remind me, why are you staying? I belong here. And I don't. That's your call, but I don't think you do. Why is that? If you wanted to be here, you'd be here. I'm here, aren't I? Doubt it. Isn't that what faith's all about? Pushing through the doubt? Then push. Some doubt's way heavier than others. You think none of us know about doubt? I don't know what you know. (laughs) I don't know what I know. Now the redhead walks up to you angrily. He says, well, go if you're going. First you interrupt service, now you're holding up our work. I didn't realize I was interrupting. Seemed like things were wrapping up. The preacher admonishes the young redhead, says, Brother James... We all take things in our own time. Let Pontoon have a second alone if he needs it. Yeah, James. Tell your buddy here the same. James turns back and doesn't look at you. The big bald guy eyes you once over and says, Go take your second then. Is he going to use a name? (laughs) Neither of them says anything more. (sighs) I'm so confused. Okay, 
Uh, I, I, I will take the opportunity then to step outside, see if from the front of the church I can get any more information. Yeah, you step outside, you see the dark sky, although there's a tiny bit of red on the horizon, implying the sun has either just gone down or is about to come up. Okay. In front of you is a dull suburban-looking street. Across the street are a couple of businesses closed down for the night. There's a metal gate, but it's open at the moment. And it's a commercial street, not a residential street. It's mixed. You see houses and small businesses on this okay. block. Directly across from you is uh, like tax advisory. <laughs> it's okay. an H&R block. <laughs> All right. So still getting compound vibes, but l- but I'm comforted by the fact that we're not like out in the middle of a field, just us alone. <laughs> And is there's no sign or anything that says what this order is? Yeah, there's a little wooden sign on the side of the church that says Our Lady of Good Harbor. Good Harbor. Well, that is very, very nice. I would like some Good Harbor. But I can't imagine that I can find John G. John! No, James. Dang it. Dude's well, uh, name was James. Okay. Okay, two things. One, uh, you don't know that you're looking for a John. Don't I have tattooed on my chest? You haven't looked at the tattoos on your chest. You're wearing a, a shirt. Oh, I don't even have that, is... that in my head. No, no, no. Oh, okay. That's why they're on okay, your body. Okay. But currently you're where you haven't. Although I will say, okay, I'll say that since you took the time to open up your shirt and yeah. put the belt on under it, I will say that you you took the time to look at your tattoos. So you can have the uh-huh. knowledge on your tattoos. I think that's fair. Okay, great, great. Sorry, I, I didn't understand that my knowledge was even that limited. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, because you took that moment, you were alone, you had time to look at the tattoos. So you have that knowledge. So yeah, John G or James G is what it says on the It says John G or James G? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I have to stay because there's a James here. And uh, give me an IQ roll. Uh, Heck yeah. Yeah, that's a success. Yeah. So there's also a John here. The characters you got from the journal were Anne and Lily, Uh John, James, Michael, Ian, a preacher, a deacon, and Cynthia, whose journal it was. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I go back in and I'm like, Padre, let's do this. Everyone seems surprised at your sudden about face. Like like I said, I just need to take the air, breathe it in, center myself, and I am ready. The preacher beams and, and he says... I'm so happy you want to join us, brother. And I mean that now truly, brother, pontoon. And the group suddenly goes into okay. a whirl of activity as the congregation starts to push the pews aside, singing as they work. Like a, like a recognizable Bible hymn? Psalm? What are they? What are you saying? Psalms? I don't know. Give me an IQ roll to recognize the music. You're not even sure what language they're singing in. Can't tell if Latin is going to be good or no. Uh, no, I do not get it. Yeah, failure you don't by four. even recognize the language, much less the song. Uh, give me a focus check for that IQ failure. Ooh, that's a failure. That's a fail. You are so discomfited by the strange song that your focus slips slightly. Bummer, man. Okay. And as the pews are cleared, you notice there's a circle drawn in chalk on the wood ground with mm-hmm. some sorts of symbols drawn about at various points that are hard to read as they're somewhat faded. Well, at least it's chalk and not blood. The bald-headed man and the preacher light several candles and start burning incense as well. <laughs> One of the women takes you by the shoulder and sits you down in the center of the room and starts okay. to open your shirt at the front. Great. She smiles at you and says, do you mind? I would like to gauge the reactions to my body. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do, what do people do? They have like little Olympic cards. <laughs> like, 
This is seven. Yeah, 6.3. Yeah, so the woman kind of lets you unbutton, and she pulls the shirt open and starts to slip it off of you when she sees your tats and kind of lets out a squeal of shock and jumps back, and everyone makes a cool. bit of a murmur. I, I'm especially paying attention to James, but also to the bald guy. Sure. Uh, I, I'd say give me an observation role if you want to gauge multiple people's reactions at once. Oh, I get it. I get it by two. Yeah. So the redhead, Brother James, registers real shock on his face at your tats for a moment, and then he lowers his head and looks at the ground. The bald guy gives absolutely no reaction. He continues to be stoic. The rest of the group gives a vocal gasp and a shriek at seeing them. What? Okay. okay. What is it? <laughs> I know I have a lot of tattoos on my body, but I, I understand them to be mostly words, which would be odd looking, but perhaps not deeply frightening. Can I make a more thorough invest, like, like once over investigation of what I have going on on me that sure. might cause someone to shriek? It is certainly not. Um, I don't have like a big, like, like goat head, like, no, like satanic panic or anything on me. No, but okay. you do have like murdered my wife, find him and kill him. Yeah. That like does, you have, that's, that's bad. In yeah. Big words. Some, Kind of scary text. Cool. The, okay. The, All right. The reaction may be over the top. It may be a show of their character in terms of who they are as people. But There's... but your your tattoos are are scary, and the way they're laid out to me is kind of like a testament to good design from the film itself. There's something kind of different from you know usually you see a lot of people who are tattooed, and I think that in that crowd. If you took someone's shirt off and they had like a cool, you know, crazy dragon and skull, you'd be like, oh, nice. If you were like at a date and you took a dude's shirt off and it was the <laughs> tattoos from Memento, you would be like, check, please. You would be like, no, thank you. I'm I'm just thinking about this. I I had a lovely evening with a gentleman once. <laughs> and when I removed his pants, he was wearing underwear that said, unleash the beast. And they were... <laughs> He had he had played the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. They were like, uh, had, had been I guess like a gift from the cat. I, I was like, what what is on your body right now? I I did not shriek, but I did I I have I have uh, experience with this. So okay, yeah. I I see where she's coming from. Well, by coincidence, your underwear also say Unleash the Beast, but that's just you know what I would hope that they would. Yeah, actually, one of the previous characters just spent their entire session shopping for underwear <laughs> to find some that said that. And I appreciate you for it, person. It was Jaws Vammer. Uh, of course. <laughs> but by the end of the shopping spree, there were at least three people dead. Uh, so, yeah, there, there is a reaction to to your tattoo situation. Fair. And in case in case you were wondering, it is the same tattoos from the movie. It's okay. not like the tattoo situation has changed. Okay. But you did get a look at them all during, uh, during your time in the room. And the reverend kind of quiets the reaction and says, Brothers and sisters, come, do we not all have a past? We may outrun it. We may have left it behind. But we all wear it every day, just as Pontoon does. Is that not why we're here? Pontoon, we can leave your clothes where they are if you're more comfortable. We have cloth enough to stain. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to, like, I'm just stay. I'm going to stay totally silent and like drill eye contact into James. James is avoiding your gaze at the moment. The other thing though, is that them removing your shirt has my, revealed my, the belt, uh, which you put up around your waist that has you know, the notebook and notes yeah. in it. 
Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> so they just failed a perception roll, so you're good. No one notices the notebook. I think you told me it was against your back, so you're able to mm -hmm. kind of sit back onto it. And most of the crowd is to your front. But they definitely noticed the weird belt situation <laughs> with some random pieces of paper stuffed in it. I'm just, I'm, I'm very careful with my possessions. The bald man reaches down to grab at one of the notes in your belt. Can I smack his hand away? Sure. No! Bad dog. You slap at his wrist and he just looks at you with disdain and goes in more forcefully. Yeah, I, oh, I'm, I'm going to catch his wrist. Like, sure. Give me a roll. Okay. My, my brawling. Oh, I have decent brawling. That is a success. You catch his wrist as he goes in. Also, give me a focus check. He, he stares you down curiously. Uh, I don't like people touching my things. We don't keep secrets from each other here, brother. We're all bare before the Lord. And I'll take them off. Thank you. And I'll undo the belt. I want to, if, if they'll let me, I want to still lay on the belt so it's like open. Sure. But not on me anymore. And I'll set the, all the papers like right by my side so I can grab them if I need to. Yeah. As soon as you've opened up your belt, the bald guy goes in uh, yeah, again. Yeah, I'm going to shove him away. Give me a brawling roll. Yeah, I get it by two. All right. And give me a focus check. Uh, on the dot. So seeing the situation start to get physical, the preacher finally steps in and says, Brother Ian. Let Pontoon have his little secret. We'll all know him better soon enough. <laughs> the preacher walks over and he leans down slowly, making to grab the notes. With your permission, Pontoon, I won't read them. I just want to clear them from the space. Why? I don't want them to get stained. Plus, we'll be dancing later. We're gonna be dancing? Of course, we're not Lutherans. All right. Can they go in my pocket? Fine, if that's more comfortable. Great. I put them in my, in my pocket. That also has a letter opener in it. And with that settled, the preacher grins and points at one of the women who tosses two handfuls of colored dust in the air, and you get covered in it, and she starts laughing, and the dark-haired man takes a stick and starts beating it against the ground, making a beat, and the preacher starts singing a wistful song in an unknown language you don't recognize, unless you want to roll IQ again, and others start singing along in harmony, and the other woman takes the chalk and starts redrawing the faded symbols on the ground, writing them over with Have letters. Have I Cthulhu bait? What is happening? <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm, I'm rolling with it. The preacher says, bring me the credence table. And the blonde man goes and gets a small table that was sitting by the altar. It's like the shape of a coffee table, but made of a single wood block. And he puts it in front of you. Brother James and the dark-haired guy start placing various things on it. A black candle, a white cloth, a small knife, a cruet full of swirling pale red liquid, almost milky in complexion, and a goblet of what looks like water, and then a large ball of twine. I, I would like to, if I can, surreptitiously just get my hand on the letter opener. So is that back behind your back? Well, I thought I'd had it in my pocket. I wouldn't want it. Oh, it's in your pocket. I wouldn't okay. want it. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to stab yourself. Well, I yeah. also don't want it so inaccessible that I have to reach up under my shirt to get it. I want it. I, I would have it in a pocket. Okay. It, and it, it's in the same pocket that I just put the notes in. So my hope is that if anybody sees me, I've already made such a big deal about those notes that hopefully they will just assume I'm keeping my hand on the property that I've already made a big fuss about and not that I'm going for a weapon. Sure. And at this point, the preacher kneels by your side and says, Now, Pontoon, it's your choice. 
Which of the acolytes would you like to guide you through the initiation? Uh, I... The dark-haired uh, man leans forward and looks at you expectantly. I, I will make eye contact hit with him, sweep my eyes over everyone, and land decidedly on James. On the redhead, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to stare him dead in the eyes and give him the nod. Sure. You give James the weed nod, and the preacher says... Brother James, then, if you would please. James hesitates and looks nervously at the bald guy. I clock that. Great. Meanwhile, the dark-haired man looks a bit crestfallen at not being chosen. Sucks to suck, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> it does suck to suck. I have like I don't know anything about that dude. I'm not interested in that dude. Unless somebody tells me that that is Brother John, I have no interest in this human being. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, but James is not saying anything, and at first you get the sense that he won't do it, but the Preacher gets up and goes to him and whispers something to him and pats him on the shoulder. And finally, James comes over and sits on the other side of the table from you. He looks ashen. Good. James stares you down, and now the singing, which had continued under that, resolves into an open fifth. Is that a, is that a pleasant chord? It's a very open sound. Okay. It's not much of a chord. It's like a, yeah, I'm trying to think of what what an example is. But it's... It's nice, not ominous. It's... I mean, it's I'll a little... I'll play you a fifth. I'll play you a fifth. <laughs> great. This is a fifth. Okay, it's not great. <laughs> but they're humming it. Mm-hmm. And, and they're doing it, like, over and over again like this? It resolved into it this, resolved so there was, like, a lot of, this. you know... Okay. And Brother James puts his hand out on the little table. I have just, by the way, made a secret pact with myself that my goal on every re-roll that I'm on now, Paolo plays guitar. I somehow (laughs) convinced Paolo to play guitar. All right, well. I got two. I got two in. So James is sitting across the small table from you, and he's twisting the cloth tight, as tight as he can, and... Once he's got it knotted up, he goes to grab the glasses, but remembers himself and instead says a little blessing. May the Lord bless this humble offering, blah, blah, blah. Okay, one second, that's enough of that. Uh, So James says his blessing and the whole congregation gives an amen. And now he grabs the glasses and pours some of the water into the red liquid and looks at it under the light and pours some more in. He looks at the brown-haired man who nods in approval. And then James takes the twine and unwinds some of it around his hands and winds it around and between his fingers, intertwining like a strange kind of cat's cradle. And then he reaches out and offers it to you, holding it out expectantly for you. Which means I would have to sit up? Yes. Okay. As I sit up, can I get my shirt, which has been like removed and opened, to kind of cover up the diary? You can try. I'm going to say that's to like pull the shirt tight because it's off of you while making it not obvious that you're doing something super weird. I'm going to say that that's a dex minus one. Oh, okay. All right. What's my dex? (laughs) Okay, I'm rolling at a nine. Not impossible. I get it on the button. On the button. (laughs) On the button. Beautiful. Yeah, so you you pull your arms into the sleeves and use it to get the belt 
taut against the notebook and taut against your back and you're able to pull yourself back up and you're kind of in your shirt again. Great. And you manage to cover it as a gesture of you kind of being embarrassed as your body, yeah. which people accept. It's super creepy. Super creepy body. And so, yeah. And so James has his hand out for you. I give him my hand. I would like, I, I'm never going to break eye contact. So you give your hand. And so he's offering both hands with the twine interwrapped between them. And as you give your hand, he quickly runs the twine over it and pulls it tight, lacing your left hand you've offered with his left hand. I'm assuming your right hand is still in your pocket. Yeah. And then he wraps his hand around the white cloth so the twine wraps around it and locks his hand in with yours so your fingers are intertwined holding the cloth. I give him my hand and I even give it like a little bit of a squeeze. Just like a, I'm right here. You potential son of a bitch. So you can give me an intimidation roll if you'd like. It seems like that's what you're trying to do. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep, I get it by three. Oh, oh wait. Uh, but you needed to give me a focus check on that last X roll. We can't take that roll as my focus check, can we? And one for this no. intimidation as well. I get, I get the same roll. Okay, great. Cool. Success on both. So you're just at one focus check failure so far. So you're staring daggers into him, and he's actually, he's mostly keeping it together externally. I mean, he was already being pretty standoffish to you. Okay. But you can tell his breath sort of catches, and his hand trembles. <laughs> and I would probably definitely notice as I take his hand and squeeze it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he's continuing on. He's keeping the ceremony going. He picks up the candle and holds it above your hand and tilts it so the wax drips onto the cloth. Okay. The preacher says, Do you give the labor of your hand willingly to God? Uh, in my head, I'm going to do whatever it takes to stay in this room. Uh, and I say, I, I give it willingly. And James picks up the carafe of red liquid and holds it above your hands and starts to pour over your hands, splashing all over the place, drenching the cloth and your hands and the twine. And the preacher says, is this what you really want? What I really, really son? want? So tell uh, me what you want, what you really, <laughs> really want. I want to, I want to. Uh, I wanna, I wanna find the bastard who murdered my wife. Um, yes, this, this, this is what I want. And James picks up the knife, and just holds it above the candle for a second, and reaches out and touches the tip of the knife against your index finger. He looks at you. Are you gonna leave I, your finger I, there? I keep it there, and I, I, uh, I, just still again dead staring at James. Give me a fright check plus one to hold your guts and still be stoic and intimidating at him as he holds a hot knife at your hand. Okay, this one is fright check. Six. Oh, you're f yeah, that's not fright bad. Fright check to hold my guts. You're silly as fuck. And focus. Oh, I failed okay. a focus. That that's seems your totally second reasonable. failed focus. Totally reasonable. And you feel the knife shaking slightly against your hand. And he cuts the twine that was interwrapped okay. between your fingers. And there's a cheer around the room. And one woman starts tossing more of the colored powder in the air. And the preacher starts dancing with the other woman. As James slowly cuts the twine on your middle finger, you two are still staring daggers into each other. The dark-haired man calls out, The shirt! The shirt's a better trophy! Can I artfully have my shirt fall open to the James G tattoo. So the thing is, uh, first name John or James and last name G are on your right forearm. So oh. you would have to kind of pull yeah. your sleeve up, which you can 
do. Great. So you can certainly pull it up, yeah. but you cannot artfully let it fall to that. Okay, that, yeah, that's fine. Pulling it up is actually even better because that... It in, makes it yeah, seem it makes more sense. intentional. Yeah. So what would you like me to roll? Um, you don't have to roll. You did that at, you, okay. you know. Pull, pulling shirts is a free action. <laughs> So just as he cuts the twine around your ring finger, you slide the shirt down your back, revealing all your tattoos and bringing into focus the James G tattoo. He's seen much of your tattoos, so it doesn't shock him at this point. He moves the knife over to your pinky finger, and you see his gaze drift down to your chest where he reads your tattoos, and the shaking of his hand increases, and he actually starts to dig into your pinky, drawing some blood. Do you want to pull your hand back? Nope. Yeah, you hold firm. Around you, the celebration and singing increases, completely unaware of the duel of wills going on between you and James. He stares at your left bicep and his jaw clenches as, and he looks at you in the eye and starts to mouth something, but he can't get the words out. He's got tears in his that eyes. That reaction pisses me the fuck off. Can I, does, where, where's the knife? He's still holding the knife. It's currently digging deeper into your pinky finger as he gets increasingly distraught, but you still have your right hand on the letter opener, which is in your pocket. Yeah, so I, I do not care what is happening in this room right now with all these other people. That reaction pissed me the fuck off and i am like laser focused uh, i feel fairly certain now that this man is who i am looking for and i would like to lunge at him all right so you're going at him with the letter opener give me yes uh, give me i think that's close enough to a knife to let you roll without penalty but it's not a very sharp uh, knife so you may want to go all out strong mm -hmm. or you've got a decent chance of not doing any of not doing anything. Okay. Uh, you don't have quick draw, but you have plenty of time to prep the knife under the table and just he'll get an IQ roll. Okay, so give me a knife roll. I get it. I get it by five. Holy Big shit. Big success knife roll. And uh, he doesn't even he doesn't even get his IQ to avoid surprise. He does not dodge. Uh, and you lunge forward right into his chest. And oh, oh yeah, you get him squarely right in the right. Well, okay, in the I'm gonna chest. I, I, I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna try to loom over that man. Well, one second. He had his knife digging into your finger, and when you stab him, he flexes, you know, and kind of spazzes. Yeah, that's it. And totally, that knife goes right into your finger. Totally reasonable response. Let's see how hard. And it slices clean Ooh. through, and okay. there goes your pinky. Ow! <laughs> ah! Uh, I assume the knife wasn't heated up enough to cauterize. I'm probably bleeding. Doesn't feel great. But it'll be all right. Stings pretty badly. Yeah. Uh, give me a, well, first of all, give me a focus check for that knife roll. Oh, I really, I really hope I make this. On the button. Nope. No, no, I fail nope. it. Because That's I'm now at a Because of the minus two. two. <gasps> oh, no. What a, what, a, what a place to leave the next person. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm sorry, whoever's coming up. Oh, okay. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, this bastard's gonna get away! Because Aram is gonna wake up with a knife in his hand and not know why. <laughs> oh. Beautiful. All right, that was uh, that was incredible. What I, I could not have asked for a better place to leave a person. Pretty cinematic, yeah. Mid-lunge. <laughs> I feel good about it. Uh, I joined a cult. I stabbed a dude. Everything's great. You lost a little, just one knuckle's worth of pinky. Yeah. I don't, you that. don't even need that. 
Plus, is I guarantee there's some little pinky knuckle in a church somewhere as a relic of Saint whoever the fuck. Well, there is now. <laughs> Saint Leonard. Saint Leonard. <laughs> Patron saint of stabbing dudes. Okay, we are here with a very honored guest. Steve Jackson is a legendary game designer. He is the creator of such worldwide favorites as Munchkin, Zombie Dice, Ogre, Illuminati, Ninja Burger, Coup, and many more. Most importantly, he is the creator of GURPS, which is the system we use on the film reroll. Steve Jackson, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you doing today? Hanging in there. All right, that's good. That's important. Uh, you first published GURPS way back in 1986. How often do you get to sit down and play it nowadays? Not very often, so this will be fun. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited. I'm intimidated, to be honest, but excited as well. When you first created it, 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 that was, you know, in the 80s, and it was pretty much one of a kind in that it wasn't tied to a specific setting. Did you foresee it being the staple it is, just like 30 years later, people are still playing it on the internet? I had my hopes, but 30 years, that's a long time, so I'm pleased. <laughs> when as a, as a game designer, when you get to play one of your games like for me as an actor when i see myself you know on screen or or listening to this show it's kind of scary and mortifying is it fun and relaxing for you to play your own games or or does is there some of that like feeling of like oh gosh um sometimes when i'm doing a demonstration for a new group there's a little bit of stage fright but huh. if i'm just playing no the game's supposed to be fun awesome if i didn't think it was fun i wouldn't get into it and the stage <laughs> fright goes away once we start playing awesome uh, shifting gears, have you seen the movie Memento? Yes. All right, so you're ready. I'll say you are fairly far into the order, so we have now gone off the plot of the actual movie Memento far enough that it probably won't be much help, but at least you're familiar with the setting. I know the basic idea. Okay, great. So uh, here we go. You're in a small white room. There's a bed and a small table with a couple books and a mirror. There's a standalone closet in front of you. There's a big crucifix on the wall over the bed. It feels half like a hotel room, but it's not quite that. Your shoulder, your right shoulder, it hurts like crazy. When you look down, you see that it's been recently stitched up and bandaged. The bandage is fresh and kind of wet with blood. Your shirt is torn up like crazy, and, and it's pretty bloody. Underneath, you see your skin is covered in tattoos. You don't remember ever getting tattoos. No, I don't. I look in the mirror. Okay, you check yourself out in the mirror. Your upper chest has a tattoo saying that your wife was murdered. You remember that. On your right bicep, it says, consider the source, memory is treachery. On your left bicep, she's gone, time still passes. Fact one, male. Fact two, white. First name, John. And then scrawled in like a handmade tattoo, or James. Fact four, last name, G, and then a line, like the name begins with a G, the last name. Or maybe it is G. I, it could be just I G. I remember knowing somebody named G once. Yeah, maybe Kenny G killed your wife. I, I'm not hunting for a saxophonist. Yeah, I continue to check myself out in the mirror and elsewhere. Do I have other tattoos? That's all you see on your arms. You can take off your shirt to see more. Yeah, I continue to check myself out in the mirror and elsewhere. Do I have other tattoos? Yes, there's more. As you open up your shirt, photograph, house, car, friend, foe, Camera doesn't lie. Notes can be lost. Habit and routine. Learn by repetition. On the back of your right arm, it says never answer the phone. Remember Sammy Jenkins on the back of your hand. Eat is a little reminder on the up, upside down in your lower belly. You feel kind of hungry now that you think about your stomach 
it's kind of overwhelmed by the pain in your shoulder, and you feel like you've taken a shot to the jaw at some point today. Okay. Is anything on my legs? You take off your pants, and first of all, a small gun that was stuck in your waistband tumbles to the floor. Yeah, that would tend to attract some some interest on my part. I pick up the gun and look at it. Does it feel familiar? Yeah. Again, you get no sense of familiarity from pretty much anything here. Okay. It's a normal gun. It's a modern gun with a clip. Okay. Well, I I feel like I know how to use it at least. Yeah. The the operation of it would be familiar even if I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, it feels comfortable in your hand. Okay. You don't have a ton of guns training and you don't remember ever training in guns back before the incident, but it feels comfortable. Okay. So you were asking about your legs, and there's only one tattoo below your waist. It's Fact 5 Drug Dealer, and it's pretty fresh. It still stings, and it's scrawled in your own handwriting. So I recognize my handwriting. Yes, you do recognize your handwriting. Okay. Okay, wow. Well, so the tattoo said eat, and I'm a little bit hungry. Is there anything obvious to eat around here? There is nothing obvious to eat. You can check inside the closet but it doesn't seem like there'd be food No, there. I'll just search the room and see what I find. All right, give me a search roll. can't believe I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Nine, twelve. Success on the button. Uh, so now give me an accompanying will roll. We are doing our first focus check. I'm potentially distracted by searching. Seven, nine. Great. So you search the room. Uh, the desk drawer is empty except for a pencil and a pair of scissors. The closet has two sets of identical white pants and white shirts in a sort of flowy, soft fabric and with a purple papier-mâché flower pinned to the lapel. So I found a white outfit, and I have, have a gun, no holster of any kind. It was just stuck in my pants. Yeah, it was just in your belt before, and now it's just okay. in well, your Okay, I'll put it down and keep searching. Okay. Um, you find in a drawer by the bed a Bible. It's not the Gideon Bible that you would expect from a regular hotel room. It's a larger Bible, and it's got all sorts of annotations and notes in it. In, in my writing? Not in your handwriting, no. Okay. Hmm. Under the bed, you find dust mites and crumbs and some random detritus, a large candle, a small ribbon with love and red letters on it, and a spoon. And in the pocket of the white pants, you find a crumpled up note that has printed on it, if you seek peace, here is the psalm of, and it's torn off at that point. But scribbled on the note is the message, can't talk, meet me in the belfry. Is that in my writing? It is not. Okay. Very interesting. You also find in your pants pockets a couple notes. These are your pants that were on the floor after you remove them. You must return to the old wharf. Long live Jordan the fisherman. And then the other one is a map, and you see a note on it in your handwriting. It just says, small guy, Casey's map. Ask Teddy. And there's a small area circled on the map. Does that area look like a wharf? Is there any obvious wharf on the map? It's, it's a map of a big section of Los Angeles. There's a port of Los Angeles marked, but it's not particularly near the circled area. You also find in that pocket a wallet and some keys. I look out the window. Does it match what I think I might know about being in California? You pull the curtains aside and poke your head out. You are 
what appears to be behind the back of a small rundown church, a little white steeple with a little steeple tower. Hmm. To your left and right, as you look, you see a small path and a parking lot with a couple cars in it. Okay. Do I see a license plate? Uh, you can't make it out. Can't from make there. it out from there. Okay. Tell me about my wallet. The wallet, you notice that the ID is not yours. It belongs to someone named Jimmy Grants. Jimmy Grants, which yes. is also a James G. Okay. But it doesn't look anything like me. It is definitely not a picture of you. Okay. Have I finished searching the room? Those are the results of your search. That's what I find. Okay. Well, I will spend a little bit of time with that Bible. Do the notes seem to make any sense? Or are they ravings? Yeah, you're not really sure. Without a role, you don't have any sense for how mainstream the theology is of what the note-taker believed. The one thing you get is that based on the notes, you think it was used in a teaching context. There's a lot of, the reverend said, the reverend corrected me. Hmm, okay. And I specifically want to check the inside front cover to see if there are any names if anybody wrote his name in the book like this was his book. Yes, indeed. The front of the Bible says, Lily, this book saved my life once. May it do the same for you. Signed, John. Interesting. All right. Well, seeking peace or not seeking peace, I need to get out of the room. Uh, first, before I do that, I'm going to look under the mattress. You don't find anything under the mattress. You find a sock. Okay. So my own clothes are bloody and messy. Yes. It, it occurs to me that that outfit, it, it sounds like there's a religious cult involved. That outfit may belong to a religious cult, but it's the only clothes I've got. So do I have a pencil? Yeah, there was a pencil in the desk. Okay. Um, on the back of that crumpled up sheet of paper, I will write cult question mark. Okie doke. And just leave it on the desk as a little reminder to myself. And uh, you're going to slip into the white clothes? Susan? Yes. Okay. You slip into the white clothes. Okay. Is the door locked? I don't go out, but is the door locked? The door is not locked. Okay. Is it even lockable? It uh, It is lockable. Yes. It has a regular locking mechanism. Okay. Um, I will put my belt back on... Uh, does the do the white pants have belt loops? The white pants don't have belt loops. They have like an, a little elastic and they tie. I'll put the belt on under the pants and then I'll have okay. some place to put my gun. Okay, yeah. You do that and you, you put the gun in. It fits nicely in your belt. It will be somewhat visible to someone under close inspection, but because right. it, it kind of bulges the, the white shirt, the camisole that they have. Sure. Let's see. What have I got that I can make further notes with? Uh, I want to leave that note in the room and hope I can find my way back. Are there any blank pages in the back of the Bible? Yeah, you can tear out some pages of the Bible and use them as notes. I'll, I'll make myself some note paper. Does th this white outfit have pockets? It does. It has loose, clothy pockets. They won't fit much, but you can put pages in I'll there. I'll put some pages in there. I'll put my pencil in there. Uh, I'm going to add to the note on the desk. Look in your wallet. And you're leaving that note on the yes, desk. On the desk. Okay, cool. If I never make it back here, it probably won't make any sense to anybody else. Cult, question mark, look in your wallet. No, but you're being kind to the next you if you do come back here. Yeah. Some of my other players have not been very kind to their future other selves. Okay, so I will quietly go out the door. Okay. 
you walk out into the open air and you can see more of the church now in front of you and this huge beech tree that overhangs the whole open area. To your left is a small sculpture and a bench. To your right is a parking area and behind the cabins is a huge vegetable garden and you see a red-headed man and a young woman picking weeds, both in white. In the far back behind the garden, there's a shed and a well with a dark-haired man pumping water from it. And I guess nothing there seems familiar to me since I don't, I don't see uh, any kind of farming or gardening on my skill list. Uh, Correct. I can probably figure out which end of a shovel to use. If that's what it comes to. It rarely comes to shovels. Okay. Um, I'll take enough look at the cabins that I can find my way back to the correct one. Sure. There's only five cabins, so it's not hard to remember. The whole compound is only about 100 feet wide and 250 feet deep, and most of that is gardens, so you're not going to get lost. Uh, All of it is surrounded, by the way, by a tall fence, though the front gate is open, and there's people milling by the entrance right now. Oh, and the two cars in the driveway, one of them is a fairly plain sedan, and the other is a nice sports car with a shattered windshield and some holes in the front hood. Well, a nice car busted up in the front. That's too bad. I'm going to walk over as though I'm interested in the damage, but what I want to do is read a license plate or two. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can get the license plates on the cars. I don't need to record them, but what state am I in? What do you mean, what state? The license plates will say a state. Ah. They are both California licenses. Okay. Haven't proved anything yet, but I might be in California. Do I see any palm trees? No, but it is warm and sunny. The light linens you are wearing suit the hot afternoon air. How are the other people dressed that I Everyone see? Everyone you see is in white linens, except there's a priest who is in black. Okay. As a, a Catholic priest? A, uh, I would say roll just... IQ to, to know exactly what he is dressed as. Six and six is twelve, and I'm not that smart. So no, he's, you know he's a religious figure. Okay, religious figure, but I don't recognize. Right. Oh, and as you walked over towards the cars, you came closer to the people weeding in the garden, and suddenly the red-headed man pops up out of nowhere and makes a beeline for you. He's spitting mad clenched fists still full of weeds and he gets right up in your face shouting who the hell do you think you are who told you you could wear that and the dark-haired man who was at the well sprints over and starts holding him back well the red-headed fellow didn't seem to want an answer from me so i won't stress giving him one yeah the dark-haired man has him now and is trying to calm him James, James, he didn't mean to offend. He's new. He didn't know. Uh, it's all I right. Turn to James. Uh, James, have I wronged you in some way that I don't remember? James turns to you. He's almost shaking with narrowly contained anger. He says, your whites don't fit right because you don't fit right. That's not your cabin. You don't belong here. Well, I don't know if I belong here or not, but I seem to be here. You know, what, what should I do to be right while I'm here? Don't take things that don't belong to you. And you think he's about to take a swing at you, but the dark-haired man cuts in and says, Let him be, James. The poor lad has no idea. If you're going to shite at anyone, it should be the damn deacon. And James just spits at your feet and runs off into one of the cabins, not the one that you came out of. I shake my head and say, that was interesting. Dark-haired man laughs and says, Sorry about that. We're all about warm welcomes here. I better go look after him. My brother John, by the way. He offers his hand and smiles at you very authentically. There's something about him that puts you at ease. He has kind eyes. I'll shake his hand. Always good to have new blood. 
He winks at you and heads off to look after James. Okay. And now you see that the minister is coming up the driveway towards you, presumably because of that little scene. Is there a clear path by which I can leave the compound without talking to the minister? There's only one exit, and he's between you and it, so not without making it clear that you're avoiding him. All right. Well, then I'll walk up to him and say, beautiful day. Sure. He gives you a great big smile and says, it makes me so glad to see you wearing these. You look quite handsome and white. How's the shoulder? It hurts. Well, I'm just glad I was able to be of help. I'm so sorry about James. Well, do you mind if I take this? And he reaches for the paper flower on your lapel. No, no. Help yourself. He takes the flower and puts it in his pocket. Come on, let me introduce you around. The night contingent will soon be all assembled. And he gestures towards the church. I'll step in. And you step up the back steps and into a humble suburban church. You pass a small hallway and stairs down and head into the main chapel. And there you see a tall blonde man sitting in the pews and a stocky man in his 40s with big shoulders and a shaved bald head. And they go silent as you walk in. The bald man, uh, give me a perception roll. Ten. That's good. Yeah. So the bald man is wiping down the altar, and for your successful perception, he's wiping what appears to be blood from the altar. He has a wet rag that is soaked red. Now, it could be communion wine, but wine is usually darker than blood, and the color doesn't look right to you. Wow. You also briefly see the woman who you saw outside gardening standing in the front entrance of the sanctuary, and you're not sure how she got there so fast. Okay. The preacher introduces the bald man as Brother Ian. He nods but doesn't say anything. The blonde man is introduced as Brother Michael. Michael, this is Brother Pontoon, and he's considering joining our little community. Am I right in saying that, Pontoon? I'd certainly like to know more. You seem like good people. Tell me about yourself. Of course, of course. Well, I consider myself a healer in more ways than one. But perhaps I should let them speak for me. Brother Michael gets up and walks over to you, and you notice he's very tall, and he has a big scar on his chin. He says, It's a pleasure to meet you. Father Longingdale's the best. And you note that he seems suspicious of you somehow. Okay, well then I, I greet Michael. So, Mr. Pontoon, what brought you to our little parish? I seem to have gotten a bang on the head. I'm having a little trouble remembering the circumstances... Uh, of my arrival here. Uh, the preacher jumps in. The circumstances of your arrival don't matter. We don't care who you were. We care who you want to be. We were all lost souls here, every one of us. Thieves and drug dealers and lawyers. <laughs> and worse. That's what bonds us together. And if you seek peace, we are here to help. Well, tell me about what it is that you do here to help people. Pontoon, you want all the answers now, and I can't give them to you, because I don't know how to help you yet. One thing at a time. Get acquainted. Settle in. Join us for service tonight. We have a ceremony for new acolytes, a sort of initiation. The only way to know if you like it here is to be here. So have a little patience, yes? Patience is good. Wonderful. Brother Michael here is our newest member. I'm sure he has a lot he can tell you. 
And you notice Michael looking you up and down, and he seems to be focused on your midsection. Okay, so he's he's looking up and down. Is he focusing on the bulge under my shirt? Yeah, you think he might have noticed the gun you're carrying. But when you look at him, he looks you in the eye and gives a strange smile. And he says to the preacher, Of course, Father. Happy to answer any questions. Why don't you let me finish showing our new guest around? That would be lovely, Michael. And he starts to guide you now back out the way you came in. Okay. Do you follow Michael out or? Yes. Okay. He leads you out. The back of the church opens out to the trunk of the big tree and the cabin area. Now, when you get outside, you see the same woman that you just saw go the other way inside back in the garden, weeding again. And well, you don't have time to consider how she got there so fast because Michael grabs you by the arm and starts pulling you along past the cabins to a spot where the cabins block her view of you and the view of you from the back door of the church. And he wheels on you and says, I don't want no trouble, friend, but let me see that piece that's in your waistband there. And he holds out a hand waiting. No, take a chance on somebody. I'll give him the gun. He takes it and looks at it closely, opens it and removes the clip, and then suddenly his demeanor changes. So they actually sent someone? What are you doing here? You say, I I seem to be here to learn, which is true. You're a long way from home. San Francisco? Michael, like I told the Reverend, I'm having some trouble remembering. Come on, don't give me that act. I don't have time for it. Now, who are you and what's your assignment? I'm being straight. I can't remember anything for at least 24 hours. Look, Pontoon, this is a policeman's weapon. So either you're a cop, or I should be bringing you in for questioning. How can you tell it's a policeman's weapon? He flips the butt of the gun towards you and points out some very small initials engraved on it that say SFPD. And you get the sense that you need to convince this guy that that's your gun, or you might be in trouble. And so I have have a little bit of acting skill. Let's see if I can sell Uh, nine looking for a ten. That's a success. So, yeah, you convince him that you're a cop. Uh, Give me a focus check. Two and seven and two is nine. I'm still good. You're good. Yeah, so now he thinks that you're a cop. He relaxes a bit and starts opening up to you. He says, look, I don't know what they told you, but I've been calling LAPD trying to get someone down here for this. I know there's not much to go by here, but I know... Okay, look, let me start from the beginning. I'm state police. I'm assigned to the CDF, California Department of Finance, to investigate tax violation. That's it, taxes. Okay. Someone thought there was something fishy about this place. I showed up three weeks ago to look around. I pretend to need their help. I go native. Well, I think there's nothing to it. It's a legitimate church. They're a little fruitcake, but they mean every word of it. It's not a tax dodge. A week passes, me coming down here every day to pray and plant fucking rutabagas. I'm about to close the book on them when one of them disappears. The girl, Lily. One day she's just gone. Okay, fine. She moved on, but... There's some inconsistencies. There's some weird things I noticed. I I don't know. I don't have anything solid, but I'm telling you, my God, from 15 years in the force, I think something happened to her. I think she was murdered, and I think some of them are covering it up. I want to detect lies, Rule, just on general principles. Yeah, give me a detect lies. I've got a five and one and three is another nine. I'm good on nine so far today. That's a success. Give me a focus check. Five, eight, another nine. 
Yeah, you feel that he's telling the truth as far as he knows it. He thinks he's telling the truth. Okay. He starts to go into a bit more detail when someone comes around the corner of the cabin that you're behind and Michael suddenly hides the gun he's holding. And it's the woman that you met earlier. You notice she has a brooch of a butterfly in her hair now. And she says, what you doing back here, Michael? Oh, just showing our new guest around. Oh, so you're the guy who showed up today. You made quite an entrance. Things went by awfully quick there. You know, what's what's your memory of what happened? I don't know. I wasn't there. I just heard. Your windshield got busted up pretty bad, though. What happened? I wish I knew. She seems slightly weirded out by this answer. Michael rolls his eyes at what he takes to be your not very good undercover act and excuses himself and starts to head off. So he seems to think that's my car. Uh, g- give me a quick IQ roll, okay. actually. Six and three and uh, one is ten. Oh, that's a five, eight, nine. I'm good. Yeah, so you put two and two together that this is not the same woman you saw gardening. They're identical twins, and this is the one you saw briefly inside the church. Okay, that's interesting. So her sister is still there? Yeah, you poke your head around the corner of the cabin that you're hiding behind, and you see the other twin is still there gardening. When she sees you looking, this twin says... Oh, yeah, that's Cynthia, and I'm Anne. Uh, She's the smart one. I'm the fun one. I was supposed to get the looks, but, you know, we're identical. Hey, by the way, what does someone driving a car that nice need with a poor little hole-in-the-wall church like this one? I say, I don't know that myself, but I need something. Okay, keep your secrets. At this point, Cynthia, who's stooped down gardening about 10 yards from you, notices that you're both staring at her, and she looks up and goes, What? And turns to you and says, look, I think you should get out of here. And I'm just saying that because it's better for you that way. But, you know, don't let me tell you what to do. I'll catch you later, okay? And she goes off to talk to her sister. Okay. Well, I will head back to my cabin again. Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, I'll turn around to make a note of the license number of the car on one of the sheets of paper that I have on me. Sure. And I will eyeball the front and back seats of the car just to see if there's anything... Yeah, you go take a look into the car. This is the red sports car that has the shattered windshield. And you look inside, and the driver's seat looks normal other than kind of a big hole in the headrest. But you notice that the front passenger seat has two large fish and an anchor. Two fish and an anchor. Yeah. Um, All right. What, an anchor for a little boat? An anchor for the Merrimack? What are we, what am I seeing? It's a small uh, fluke anchor, those like long triangular anchors. It's a it's a smaller version of the sort of stereotypical anchor you see on modern boats. Stereotypical anchor. Yeah, and two fish. Uh, I don't have any place to cook them right now. Yeah, they do remind you that you're pretty hungry. Well, I will, I will open the car door where, I mean, I assume it's open, but I don't know. I'll try the car door. Yeah, it's unlocked. You can get in. You don't see anything that you couldn't see from outside the window, although you get a much stronger fishy smell now. Uh, How long have they been in there? It's hard to tell. They don't smell rotten. They just smell very strongly of fish, which is par for the course for an enclosed space. Although I guess it's not really enclosed because the windshield is pretty badly broken. Anyway, you're in the car. What would you like to do? What I want to do is pop the trunk. Sure, you can pop the trunk. Uh, you take a look inside and you see a tire iron and a rope and a box of tools. You see a box that says gear and it's empty, except for a small pistol. A pistol, another pistol. And 
Does it look similar to the one that I gave away? It's smaller and lighter. It's definitely not the same gun. Okay. This one is meant to be easily concealed, which the last one clearly wasn't. A Saturday night special. Sure. And an empty box. Right. Interesting. Well, I will close the trunk and if I... Sorry, so what are you doing with the gun and the tire iron? I'll put them back where I found them. Okay, so you're leaving them in the trunk? I'm putting them back. Okay, what next? Well, I'm going to take a second here and make another note. I'm going to walk back to my cabin and I'm going to add to the note that I left on the desk there underneath cult, danger question mark. Cool. And then I'm going to add, what is the ceremony? Okay. I will add to the note there, if it's not getting too crowded, that a quick description of the car, license plate, seems to be mine, question mark, gun and trunk. Okay. I will, having done that, I will put the pencil back in my pocket and I will mosey back outside. Okay. As you walk out of your cabin, the dark-haired man, Brother John, is walking out towards you and and he waves at you and says hi with a big smile. You said earlier he had kind eyes. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, okay. Say hello. Hello to you, sir. I'm sorry for bothering. The Reverend sent me to look after you. I think he's worried the dust-up with James has scared you off. Is there anything you need? Anything I can get you? Well, this is really mundane, but is there a restaurant or a fast food place nearby? Because it's been hours since I ate, and I was thinking that I would uh, go get something to eat. No, come have a bite in the church. That's where we eat. I'll make you some eggs with fresh vegetables from the garden. That'll put your body right. Come on, I'll show you to the kitchen. If it wouldn't lead you much trouble? No, no trouble at all. Come on. And he leads you back to the church and down the stairs that you had passed. And there's a little kitchen with a very old looking furnace and an ice box. And he starts getting to work on your eggs. Uh, Give me a perception check on this kitchen. Twelve. Twelve. That is a failure, right? Yes, that is a failure. Yeah. Um, So you you get nothing. Oh, give me a focus check for the failed perception. Four, seven. Seven. Wow. You're rolling really well on your uh, focus. Mr. Focus. So uh, it's a very humble kitchen area downstairs. Okay. Um, Question. Was there a bathroom with my room? No, the cabins don't have bathrooms. The only bathroom you've seen is in the church. Okay. Just checking. Nothing to do with that. All right. Well, if he wants to chat while he's cooking eggs, I'll listen. Yeah. He's cooking for a bit just chattering, and then he slips in nonchalantly. So, are you planning on joining us for service tonight? If you come, we get to have a ceremony for you. The Reverend mentioned that. What is the ceremony? Oh, it's nothing. I'm scared. No, it's nothing. There'll be service, we'll do some arts and crafts, and then there's just a wee ritual we do. I think I need to think about it for a while. Maybe I should go back to my room and think. Say, you're not having doubts because of the James thing, are you? I promise you he's a good lad. Did I do something to James? No, no. Not at all, Pontoon. Not at all. He's been going through a tough time. He... And he kind of clams up. Give me a diplomacy roll if you want to get information out of him. Oh, pretty good diplomacy. Six and two and one. Nine. That's a success. Give me a focus check. Five and one is six and three is nine. I'm still here. Yeah. So for your successful diplomacy, you get him comfortable with you and he starts to really open up and get into it with you. James, you see, he was in love with a girl. Her name was Lily and we all loved her. She was beautiful. She was a member of the family. 
And now she's gone. I let him see that I'm shocked at hearing that somebody died. No, no, she's not dead. She's just gone. She moved on. She lost her faith. And James is heartbroken for his lost love. And you came out of her cabin in her clothes and set him off. You know, it hurts to be reminded. Is he lying? Give me a detect lies. Oh, not so good. 15. That is a failure, unfortunately. Uh, Give me a focus check. 10. Uh, You're good, but you got nothing on your detect lies. So, nothing. Okay. He says, James is having trouble letting go. It's not serious. I know you didn't mean disrespect. I deliver my best. Hmm. Don't worry. He'll warm up to you. You know, we all have pasts here. I spent 10 years in prison. The father, he's got PTSD from two tours in Iraq. You can hear him yelling in his sleep. The twins were in a cult. So you see, we've all got something bad behind us. Mm. But they're all good people. It's a good life here. We pray, we grow food, we make arts and crafts, and we get by selling the things that we make. It teaches you how to simplify, how to live one moment at a time. Am I selling this place well enough? I'm not much of a salesman. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, I give him the friendliest smile I can and say, I wish I understood more about what I was committing to here, John. Look, don't worry about tonight. It's just church service and then crafts. Last night we made blankets. You can see upstairs the big circle in chalk under the pews where we made our pattern and our initials for each of our stations. It's just that. Uh, he puts a, down a plate of scrambled eggs with mushrooms in front of you. Well, I say, pardon me a minute, but it's been a while since I ate and these smell delicious. Again, hope they're good. And uh, so I, I eat the eggs. That may be the first thing that I've actually accomplished on my mission all day, but I'll take it. He lets you eat for half a second and then he keeps explaining. You see, the first piece that we make here, we keep... And we wear it always. See, this one's mine. It's just what they were making the night I crash-landed here. And he pulls out from his shirt a delicate necklace he's wearing with a jade crucifix. And tonight, we're tie-dyeing. Maybe we'll tie-dye your top. You'll be a big hippie rainbow acolyte. Or something smaller if you'd rather not be so gaudy. But that's it. That's the whole big scary ritual. We'll watch you make a tie-dye shirt, and then we'll all sing and dance and maybe get a wee bit drunk if I have anything to say okay. about it. And he leans in, grinning conspiratorially, and says... I'm the tie-dye expert here, so if you pick me to walk you through it, I'll make sure it turns out cracking. There, you still nervous? No. Good. I'm a better salesman than I thought. Thank you, John. And I go back to the room. Oh, is that your Bible in the room? My Bible? Oh, you know, it might be. So I tuck into the eggs, finish take the plate over to the sink and say, I want to get you your Bible before I forget. I'm going to try to be aware of his reaction sure. just in case it makes him jump or anything. Interesting. Okay. That. He seems at a glance nonchalant. Give me a role to read him. Probably detect lies is the only relevant skill you have. Uh, I don't read a thing. I'm glad that wasn't a focus check. 15. All right. You get nothing. Focus check. 
Six. You are good. And I am out the door and back toward the room okay. where I will make my notes. Sure. Good to get more notes going. Uh, by the way, if at any point you want to skip forward in time, just give me a focus check at a minus three to wait. So the service is at eight, which is about three hours from now. Not that you have to go to it. Well, I want to make a few more notes. I add sure. to my notes. I had a gun. Then in parentheses, police gun, question mark. I gave it to Brother Michael. And these notes are just being left on the little bedside desk? They're being left on the little bedside desk, but now while I'm sitting with nothing better to do, I'm going to make a copy of them on one of those blank sheets of Bible paper. Okay. And where are you putting the copy? I'm putting the copy under the mattress, not under the bed, but under the mattress. Okay. I would like to try to observe very cautiously out my window and see if anybody is, is watching my cabin. From from the church or environments? No, not that you notice with a quick glance out the window. You can give me an observation role if you want to take some time and try and spy on them. You see one of the women walking back to the church with a basket of vegetables. Okay. Hmm. Focus minus three, eh? Okay. Yeah, focus minus three to wait a few hours. A five, eight... And six is 14. Okay, so that's your first focus check failure. Can I tell that I'm losing focus? Do I feel unusual? No, you don't feel any different. It's just a matter of kind of how focused you are in the moment. So these focus checks are administrative rather than anything that I could reasonably be reacting to. Yeah, they're administrative. They uh, Once you fail, then essentially it's like in the movie when Leonard goes blank and doesn't remember what was just happening, and that's when the next player comes in. Okay. So you chill in your room for about three hours, checking over your notes and probably doing press-ups. There's no clock in this room, but you're alerted to the fact that it's time for evening service by the sound of bells and a couple of doors of other cabins closing, and you hear some light chatter of people walking down to the church, and then you hear the church door close. Okay, everybody's gone inside the church. Can I hear anything? It's quiet for a little while, and then you hear singing. Is any of it familiar? No, you definitely don't know the tune. It's eight o'clock. Is the sun down? Yeah, there's maybe just a glimmer of sunlight peeking out, but under the shade of this giant tree and in this courtyard with not much artificial light, it's pretty dark. You didn't mention any funny weather, so between that and the sun, it's uh, late spring, early summer. I don't know what to do with that information, but I don't know anything, so I'm collecting data. Nice, yeah. Singing continuing? Yeah, the singing continues for a while. If you're going to wait it out. I'm not, go- I'm not going to wait it out. I'm, I'm falling into a bias for action here, but it seems like I was a guy who carried a gun around, so I probably won't be able to resist trying as cautiously as I can to spy on the church. Okay. Looks like I don't have any, any particular stealth skills, and I'm wearing a, wearing a bright white outfit, but I'm fair-skinned, so taking it off isn't going to make any difference. So I will walk openly toward the church, see if anybody notices or hails me, but I'm looking for a place where I can at least listen to the singing, find out if they're singing to Jesus or Cthulhu or both. Yeah, so you creep up on the church. You can give me a perception roll if you want to know if you're being watched. Six and five, eleven. 
Yeah, it's a success. So you take a look around, and you're pretty sure that there are no eyes on you right now. Uh, and now give me an IQ roll if you want to try to make sense of what they're singing. IQ, not so good. I got a 13. Okay. And uh, give me a focus check. Focus check. Oh, terrible. 15. Okay. And just like that, you are down to your last focus check. You listen in on the singing, and you have no idea what they're singing about, but you're pretty sure it's not English. That's interesting. I go back to the room, and I add to both sets of notes, their hymns aren't in English. Okay. I mean, if it was me in there, I can recognize a half dozen languages, even though I don't speak them well enough to get by, but Leonard doesn't have that experience or it's not accessible to him. Well, something's very funny here. I may be in danger. I go back to the room and I add to both my notes, a twin told me to get out. Okay. And now Leonard and I are both very torn. Some of me wants to get into that car and go any place else, carrying a couple of copies of the notes. But uh, there may be data here. Indeed, indeed. I don't want to be found wandering around there, taking enough chances. Everybody is off singing. Do I still hear singing? Yeah, there was a pause for a bit, and then a new song started that sounds pretty similar to the last one. Could I tell? Do I recall which room Michael came out of, which cabin he came out of? Uh, Give me an IQ plus two to remember which cabin... Michael. Six, seven, eight. That is a success. Yes. You know which cabin is Michael's. Well, I believe I'll go see if the door is open. All right. You go and check uh, Michael's cabin. It is locked, but you have forced entry. Yeah. I don't think I want to do any damage here. Let's just take a look at the closest other cabin without... And if I happen to remember who it belongs to, so much the better. Uh, You go to the next cabin over, and this one is open. Okay. Would you like to search the cabin? Yes. Give me a search roll and a focus check. Search roll two and five is seven. And six is 13. Focus check is eight, nine, ten, eleven. So... I'm probably done now. That is it for you. So you start searching through this unidentified cabin, and at that moment your mind wanders, and suddenly you have no idea what you are doing, and that is it for you, Steve Jackson. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope the next player does better. (laughs) It it was awesome to have you with us. This was so much fun. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank Uh, you for having me. This was fun. It was a thrill for me to have you on on the show. This has been an exciting episode and you have made a lot of fun contributions for the next player to have to deal with. (laughs) Starting with let's hope that he can get out of the strange room. (laughs) Yeah. Just lost in the room forever. Rather than making himself at home, assuming it's his room. Steve Jackson, do you have any new games out you would like to plug while you're with us? Oh, well, let's see. Make a focus check. (laughs) Oh, I suppose so. On a crit uh, fail, you plug somebody else's games. <laughs> Actually, you know, I could do that because I just heard about a game that's being done by a son of a friend of mine, uh, 
Jordan Weisman, who has done so much with uh, FASA over the years and, and various other things. His son has gotten into game design. So my plug for somebody else's game would be look at the Kickstarter project Sea of Legends. All right. Say Pirate Gate. Very cool. As far as my own stuff goes, we have more Munchkin things going on. And Phil Reed recently designed a very fun little dice game called Gelatinous, where you are starting off as a little bitty blob of green slime and trying to be the fastest to grow up into a big blob of green slime. With things the way they are, I don't know when that will ship. That's kind of the problem we're all having right now. Yeah, that is the problem. Uh, Remember that title because it's a fun game. Okay. We will, and viewers can keep up with Steve Jackson Games. Uh, your Twitter handle is SJ Games, is that right? That's right. All right, great. And we were thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Steve. And you be sure and tell me when this airs, because I want to see it as well as plug it. I will absolutely let you know. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Alex Demers is an actor, director, and improv comedian. On stage, I slept with his wife in Chekhov's Three Sisters, and he got a donkey to sleep with my wife in Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream. This is Alex's first time on the reroll. Alex Demers, how you doing, man? I'm all right, Paolo. Thanks for having me. You know, I just, I, I wanted to say um, uh, regarding the intro that uh, I think I win. <laughs> uh, you know. I mean, let's just, I, I think that everyone can agree that I won. Yeah, I, uh, well, I like seeing battle. it that way of Midsummer Night's Dream being revenge for... Yeah, it came like five years sisters. later. It was sweet yeah. and in a different venue, but surrounded by many of the same people as That's Fate true. would have. That's true. Who was, well, I'm, yeah. I was about to go through it with you of who was in both plays, but I don't think well, the audience cares. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the movie Memento? Yeah, uh, when it came out. I I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in theaters. Okay. Is that a is that going to put me at a disadvantage? Should I have rewatched no, it? No, I I specifically told people in the in the email thread not to watch it if you hadn't already seen it. So I wanted people to like not quite remember it. At this point to be honest, we're so off the rails that like insider knowledge from the movie is not going to make a big difference. Terrific. But and very appropriately I've forgotten almost everything. Great. So, here we go. Clean you're, slate. You're already in character. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right. You're running. There's a shooting pain in your shoulder. It's dark around you, and there's there's a square of light straight in front of you. Around you, there's just metal walls to your left. There's, like, storage lockers. Your shoulder hurts really fucking bad. As does your face, actually, now that you think about it. And there's there's a gun in your left hand. Um... Am I bleeding? Can I... I'm, I want to check my shoulder. Am I ble- how, how badly am I bleeding? Oh, yeah, you're bleeding. Oh. That thing is just... Running free. I think someone's chasing me. Can I find cover anywhere? Can I open one of those storage locker doors and get behind it? Between each storage locker, there's a little bit of alleyway there that you could squeeze through and you could find some cover. Yeah, I want to. I want to. If you want to do that, I want to find cover a second and see if I'm being followed. Okay, so yeah, you um you duck to the left between two of the storage lockers. Now that you've got kind of your bearings a little bit, you see that you're in a large hangar area with daylight on the far side, now to your left as you have squoze in between two of these storage lockers that line one side of this long, narrow hallway area. And now that you have a second and you're breathing hard and catching your breath, you hear footsteps and shouting from the direction that that you were running from. Get back here and face me like a man. 
and you hear another gunshot. Oh, God. Uh, how many bullets are in my gun? Can I real quick check? Yeah, you can real, give it a check. Real sneaky. Give me a guns pistol skill to quickly uh, check your gun. Um, all right. Yeah, you're able to check it. The The gun is not one where you can easily check, but you look in the chamber and there's one chambered and also the, it looks like the magazine has at least a couple bullets in it. Okay, great. Um, did that guy sound big? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and give me a focus check for checking the gun. Oh, shit. You're great. I made it? I passed? Oh, you're fine. great. So, uh, yeah, give me give me a perception roll to get a sense of the guy. Yeah, he sounded big and menacing with a deep voice and kind of a gruff accent. But on the other hand, it's an echoey inside hangar area, so everything sounds bigger. All right, and you said I heard multiple voices. So can I peek my head around just like a, a fraction of an inch? Uh, I'll wipe the blood out of my eyes and take a peek uh, around the corner and see uh, see if I can get a glimpse of this guy. Uh, uh, my gun is ready. Yeah, you peek around the corner and you see that he is um, a big guy in a muscle shirt. And he has come out of one of the storage lockers and is now advancing. And when he sees you peek, well, let's see if he notices you peek out. Oh, he does not notice you peek out. It's dark in this area. And the, the one source of light is from the outside past you. So you're you're hidden for a second there. Okay. Uh, who are you, man? I, I'm, I'm giving you one more chance. Uh, tell me who the hell you are and, and you quit chasing me. You shot me. Done with your games, Leonard. And uh, now that he sees that you're there, he takes another pot shot. Uh, he misses. Uh, all right, great. You hear the bullet ricochet behind great. you. Great, uh, he's quite a shot. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna uh, do kind of a tuck and roll. Uh, how agile? I'm wet up. Uh, we're gonna do a tuck and roll. We're gonna do a tuck and roll and fire underneath one shot to give myself some cover, and then I'm gonna run a little farther down the hallway and duck for cover again. Okay, great. Yeah, give me a pistols okay. minus. Or just give me pistols and tell me the margin. There's specific cover rules that you'll be okay, using. Okay, so wait. So I, that was my roll. So I rolled a uh, natural 11. So that is good enough to give yourself cover. So basically the maneuver works. You don't hit him, but you roll out and shoot and you see him duck behind a locker and you get a turn's worth of sprinting towards the exit. And But it doesn't quite get you there. So by the time you have the feeling that you've been out in the open too long, you're still about five yards short. So... You can either duck between another set of lockers for cover or risk it all and sprint towards the exit and trust that he'll either hesitate no, or No, no, no. I want to do duck and cover again. I'm going to I'm gonna give this guy one last chance before I bust, blow his kneecap off. And he comes back out and fires again. But as he's firing, you've already ducked behind in cover. And you hear his pace quicken as he is starting to run towards you. <laughs> and then you hear another voice. Oh, boy. Lenny. No, don't leave me. Lenny, you're going to want to know what's in here. Trust me. All the answers are in here, Lenny. Oh, shoot. Um, I yell, I'm, I'm out of here, you sons of bitches, but I'm coming back. And you can bet your ass I'm coming back. And uh, when I come back, you better, you better watch your ass, man. <laughs> and, but I do it really believably. And, oh, <laughs> really Really believably. Oh, did you? Sorry, did you give me a focus check for that? Uh, for that roll and and sprint? I don't. Think oh you did. no, I gave you the. the you owe me a focus yeah. check for the. All right, there. All right, uh, I roll a thirteen. Ah, so that is your first lost focus check, unfortunately. But you're still good. You're you're down one focus check. Okay. So you're you're rolling. You're kind of intimidating them a little bit. Yeah. Well, I just want them to know. If you, it, to know, and and also like I'm trying to let that guy in the back know because that guy seems like he's got my back somehow. I'm trying to. Ah, oh, man, I don't know if he's got my back or if he's taunting me. But either way, I'm going to let him know that I am coming back. But I'll be 
slightly more prepared when I do. Probably we worked really hard to get here. So oh, man. You, you do that. You kind of shout intimidatingly. If you want to have an effect, you can try and roll intimidation, but that'll trigger a focus check. So up to you if you want it to like. Uh, at this point, I've been running away so much. Oh, wait, can I check the entry point of the of the wound on my shoulder? Did, did they fire it from behind or from the front? Uh, you can try and figure that out with a, I'm going to give it an IQ minus five to figure that out. I'm going to try it. I, I have a high IQ. All right, go for it. Yeah, you're not dumb. Nine. Oh, That's no. That's not good enough. You check your shoulder and uh, all <laughs> that you learn is that your shoulder really fucking hurts. Ah, and give ah, me a focus check for that. Ah, nuts. I stick my fingers into the wound and it just, it goes right in. But your focus all check right, is fine. I pass. Okay, he's coming. Okay. You hear steps echoing down the long, dark hallway. Ah, shit. Ah. Can I can I push one of those storage lockers over? They bolted to the wall. Uh, they look pretty big. All right, it is big. unclear that they would move. All right, fine. I um I gotta make a break for it. So I'm gonna um I'm gonna spin the opposite way. Uh, try do my best to shoot this guy in the in the center mass and then and then book down. But I'm it's gonna be a quick shot. I'm not gonna line him up too good because I don't want to give him a chance to shoot me. Okay, great. As you come around the corner. You do that, give me a guns minus uh, three for the decreasing range. He's getting closer, but he's still a little while back from you. All right, don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. Oh, man. I, I don't think that's good enough, right? No, that is that is not nearly good oh, enough. no. All right, so I miss. So you miss. Crap. But you're sprinting out the front, and he gets another shot at you. And he, he as well misses, and you run out, and you see that you are like by the water, you're on like a wharf and there's a car just in front of you to your right. In front of you to your left, there's an old man in a yellow raincoat with a yellow hat and a big white beard. And he's staring at you holding fish in one hand and an anchor in the other hand. And he says, you're right in there. I thought I heard shooting. Uh, what is this place, uh, old man? Uh, Gordon? Tell me what the hell this place is. My name's not Gordon. I gotta remember I mean, it. I don't know what this place is called. We, we called it the Old Fisher's Wharf. The Old Fisher's Wharf. All, all right, uh, I gotta get in that car. Can we steal that car and get the hell out of here? You can try. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, let's steal the car. All right. <laughs> let's. <laughs> As you're heading towards the car, you hear another bullet whiz by and hit the warehouse across from you. Uh, you're able to make it to the car, and it's not locked, so you can climb in. The old man gets a fright check from the gunshot, and he fails and panics, and he sprints into the car and climbs into the passenger oh, side. Oh, it's his car. Maybe it's his car. He gets low trying to duck for cover. Shit. All right. Put the gun to his head and say, give me the motherfucking keys. <laughs> <laughs> he panics, <laughs> failed fright check, cascade happening very quickly with him, and he starts crying. And he's, he's, uh, uh, damn it, he's uh, shouting, "I don't have the keys, man! I don't have the keys!" All right, uh, give me a perception minus three, nine. That's not quite good enough. You don't notice anything, but as you're doing all that, you now see the big guy in the muscle shirt pop into view at the entrance to the hangar, less than ten yards from you. He sees you in the car. And he takes a second, bracing his gun against his arm to steady it, and he's about to shoot you. Oh, shit. Ah, uh, I got it. You know, I knew I should have taken that guy's rain jacket and pretended to be a fisherman on the wharf. <laughs> I, <laughs> would have been so awesome. I wonder if that would have worked. Nuts. I'm in a real situation now. Damn, you're in a tight spot. All right. It's time for the human shield. <laughs> uh, grab that old man in a headlock. 
And uh, I, I know that the muscle shirt guy probably doesn't care about this guy, but I'm going to grab that guy in a headlock and try to uh, block, use him as a human shield to get out of the range of fire. Okay, so you're sitting in the driver's seat of the car. <laughs> you pull this old man from the passenger seat uh, like yeah, on, into right. your lap area. Him huddled in front of you, crying, weeping old man. The fish now spilled across the dashboard of the car. It's an Oldsmobile. It's uh, an Oldsmobile, isn't it? I recognize it's an Oldsmobile. Should I roll for that? I just want to know. If it's an Oldsmobile? I don't care. I'm kidding. Okay. But I know that it is in my heart. (laughs) It's a sporty BMW, actually. Uh, So that... So I actually gave you some added cover bonus for using the old man as a shield. And that... (laughs) Cover makes the difference between him hitting you and not, and he just barely misses. The windshield spider webs, and there's a bullet hole right in front of you. Oh, let's see if he hits the old man. Uh, he does not. You pull the old man into your arms and duck down, and the bullet strikes into the driver's seat headrest right above right, your head. Now, I've got to uh, push the old man off of me, and I've got to kick open the door and try to... Oh, God... It, so he's right there. He's not on the other side of the car from me, right? I can't hide behind the car without doing something crazy. He, he is on your side. He's coming driver's side. And he is, you know, 15 paces from you. Oh, God. I've got to take this son of a bitch out. Oh, God. I'm not I'm not very good with guns. While you're hesitating, he takes a step to the side to use the warehouse entrance for a little bit of cover. And he starts taking aim again. All right. Push the old man off and buy as much time as I can to line up a shot and uh, and, sh- and and shoot at this guy's uh, All right. Right in the, uh, body shot. So I gotta, gotta drop him. So you still have some cover just from the car door and the dashboard in front of you. Oh. So you're taking a turn to aim. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to line. I want to make a good shot here. I, I really want to. Really want to knock this guy down. I'll, I'll take the time to. Um. I, yeah, I want to take okay. the cover and line up a shot. Okay. You take a turn to aim. Next, to you the old man continues to weep. He uh, <laughs> now kind of hunches down into the well of the passenger seat. Look, Gordon, trying his best. Gordon, to I'm, so, I'm, hide I'm from sorry, you. Gordon. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, I, you know, I just, I, I'm sorry I called you Gordon. I'm sorry for all this. I didn't mean to involve you. I just, uh, I'm in a bit of a predicament. Okay. So you and the tech top guy are both taking a turn of aim. You get a bonus for each turn up to three turns. However, uh, oh, look who is coming to play. Okay, so something hits tank top guy from behind and he disappears back into the warehouse for a second. Uh, and then you hear a shot, and he appears quickly again at the threshold. Uh, but So you luck out, and his aim is interrupted, but he levels the gun again to take a turn of brace and take aim again. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, we're ready. Let's fire one. Okay, so you've got your gun skill plus the accuracy rating of the gun because you took a turn to aim, a minus three for the distance to him, uh, minus two because he has partial cover behind the wall of the warehouse. That puts you, I believe, at a 10. That is a success. Yes. Give me a focus check. Oh, man. Let's see where it hit him. Oh, nuts. <laughs> you lose another focus check. And unfortunately for you, he just crit succeeded his dodge. What? As soon as he sees you lining it up. He dives backwards out of view into the darkness of the hangar. Now, in GURPS, when you dodge on a ranged weapon, it's not that you're literally dodging a bullet. That just means that you saw someone lining up a shot and moved out of the way just in time. All right. Well, that son of a bitch. Um, 
All right, I gotta take the opportunity because he's off balance now because he made this incredible dodge. I gotta get the hell out of that car. Is there a, wait, is there a, can I look in the mirrors and see if there's any way that I can get out of this situation? What, what are you looking for? I, I just wanna see like, cause I know that there's a wharf ahead of me or uh, to my side. Yeah. There's a pier, there's water not far from you. Behind you, there's a long road that leads out to, this is this is like a private area and there's a fence that is opened at the front of the wharf. Oh, that's a, a, that, that leads out to the street. That's a, that's a long Next run. To you, yeah, it's it's a bit of a long run. Next to you, Gordon says, I like that he is Gordon now. As far as you know, he's Gordon. <laughs> yeah, Gordon the fisherman. Gordon says to you, uh. oh, Lord Jesus, save me. Drive, man, drive. <laughs> this isn't my car, Gordon. We don't, you don't have the keys. I can't find the keys. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll search for another, I'll, I'll search again for the keys. I had um, maybe a crappy search the last time. Sure, give me a perception or search minus one for repeated attempts. Uh, meanwhile, the muscular guy creeps back into view, keeping his cover. Oh, and you're also at another minus two because you're on your last focus check. Sorry, your turn is turning out kind of short because you had some bad focus well, luck. maybe I'm making a lot of aggressive decisions. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, that's a success. All right. You find keys in your pocket. Ha! They seem to be for this car. <laughs> uh, you also have some notes in that pocket. Oh, this is definitely my car. That's great. Um, so, all right, let's start this son of a bitch up and get the hell out of here. Gordon uh, in tow. All right. We're going, here we go, Gordon. Joy, joyride. Okay, it'll take you a turn to start the car. Uh, seeing that you're distracted trying to get the car going, the muscular guy steps out from the warehouse and starts walking forward, shooting as he walks. He doesn't get an aim bonus because he's moving, but he's taking a shot every turn. Uh, this one is, uh, that's a miss. Uh, the windshield further cracks and a big chunk of it falls out in your lap. Oh, and did you give me a focus check for the search roll? Oh, I know, I didn't give you a check for that one. I... Oh, success on the button. Okay, good. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so your car is currently facing the wrong way, and it's a pretty narrow alley. Turning around normally will allow him to get four turns worth of shots off at you. Uh, you can reverse out for a driving minus one, which will only allow him to get two normal shots off, and then further shots will be at increasing range penalties. But a failure on a driving roll will be a crash that will slow you or possibly disable the car, depending on my roll. Or you can also give me a driving minus two to do a badass K-turn, or, well, a badass <laughs> U-turn, a very quick turn, which will only give him one shot at there you. There is no such thing as a badass K-turn. Like, if you have to take it out of drive, put it into reverse, put it back into drive again, you're automatically not badass. Like, you... You have to U-turn even if it rips off like the passenger side of the car. Like, Gordon be damned. Uh, we're doing a U-turn. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll take a roll at that. <laughs> That's good enough. You burn rubber and turn the wheel hard. Muscle shirt guy gets one more shot in. And that's a miss. The car's engine roars to life and you scrape the side of the car along the one of the warehouses but you get it under control and you're speeding towards the main gate, which is open. Uh, the muscle shirt guy breaks into a run and starts emptying his clip, but you're quickly putting distance between you and him. And soon you're out the gate and you and Gordon are on the road. All right. Um, uh, I, I got to ask Gordon to write me a note real quick. Uh, uh, tell him, tell him to remind me of the the old the old the old docs. A note? What am I writing you a note for? I got a bad memory, Gordon. Uh, You're not gonna remember that. 
What kind of a day do you normally have? <laughs> I wish I could tell you, Gordy. I really wish I could tell you, but it's it, it's it's a story that's that's uh, it's it's long, and and I don't remember it anyway. Well, uh, all right. Do you, <laughs> do you have a pen? Uh, check the glove compartment. He does. There is indeed a pen. All right. Do you have something to write on? Yeah, there's got to be a gum wrapper or an unpaid parking ticket in the glove compartment. Gordon, Jesus, everyone's got that kind of stuff in their glove compartment. Yeah, he rummages and finds a receipt for something and writes a note in the margin and shoves it in your pocket. And he says, you know, there's, there's one thing I really got to tell you. Yeah, Gordon, what is it? See, my name's not really Gordon. Oh, no. Sorry. It's Jordan. Jordan? Jordan, that's right. I was really, I was, I was so close. <laughs> what are the chances? Um, Jordan, huh? What are you doing down here? I was out fishing when I heard the gunplay. Are you in some kind of trouble, son? I'm in an awful lot of trouble, and I didn't mean to drag you in, uh, Jordan. No, it's all right. I can um, see when someone needs help. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a guy. I'm, I'm trying to find a bad, bad, bad man. Have you ever thought about finding? A good man instead. Jesus. Oh, exactly. Jesus. Oh, I, uh, li- li- listen, man, G- Jordan, Gordon, I'm sorry to involve you with this, but I, I gotta, uh, can I drop you off real quick somewhere? Where do you need to go? Well, sure, son. I can, <laughs> I can get out of your hair if I'm being too much of a nuisance. Well, All I've been is a human shield for you. <laughs> All right, all right, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the whole human shield thing, Jordan. I'm sorry about calling you Gordon. I can't believe I was so close to having your real name. I mean, that's pretty good. That That's probably the best thing that's happened to me all day. Hey, hey do you happen to be uh, have a, a needle and thread on you or anything like that? Needle and thread? I got a bad wound in my shoulder. Oh, geez, look at you. You're bleeding pretty bad there. Oh. Uh... Well, maybe we should take you and uh, stitch you up somewhere. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Let's let's go someplace and get me fixed up. And and in the meantime, uh, can I take a look around? Can I check my pockets for any other notes? Maybe sure. Somewhere? You want to check for some notes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a map in your pocket with an area circled. It says "Small Guy Casey's Map." Ask Teddy. There's a photo of a man. Uh, there's a paper with an address on it that says, consider the source circled, and there's a phone number. All these are in your handwriting. Uh, there's another note says, Travis on his way to pick me up and Glendale Police Station. Questions about photo in pocket. Officer G and dead Jimmy Grants. Oh, God, that's not even helpful. It's torn off at that point. It also says, stop putting questions in notes. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Uh, I, I rip that up and, and, and uh, throw it out the window. Okay. Notes going out the window. Okay. All right. I, I want to ask Jordan to go back and clarify the note that he wrote. <laughs> the note says, you must return to the old wharf. Watch out for the guy in the tank top. He already shot you. Long live Jordan the fisherman. He's chuffed at that. <laughs> I like that. Finally, I made it up to him. He takes a second and he's staring at the picture quizzically, but then he makes the new note you asked for and puts it back in your pocket along with the map. I feel real bad about using him as a human shield. He says, I know, son, when life gets too complicated, we don't always know how to make the best choices. Yeah. 
And I That's know you it. didn't mean no harm by it. Yeah, well, of course. Now, enough writing out notes. Let's get you bandaged up. I think there's a hospital not far from here. I got to keep this quiet. I don't, I, I don't want to go any, to any, any, any doctors. I need a quiet spot. Okay, son, I understand. You're mixed up in some bad business. I ain't going to cause you no trouble. I know just a spot. Get you taken care All of. Right. Not just patch you up, but really heal you if you okay. want to be healed. All right, Jordan, I, I trust you. I, um, I know you're a man of your word. He tells you to take a left off the main road you're on, and you take a back street, and just a few blocks away on a sleepy little street, you arrive at a little church with a quaint little sign that says, Our Lady of Good Harbor. Oh, boy. He says, he... Drive on in. There's a place you can park in the back. Yeah, all right. Let's go in the back. That sounds like a good idea, Jordan. The gates open, and you can drive up a little dirt driveway that goes around the back, and there's a small parking area. There's an old Nissan Sentra already parked there. Uh, Behind it, they have a big planted area with plows, rows, and patches of green growing out. There's a lady in white tending to the plants. She looks up. There's some small cabins and a huge beech tree that hangs over the church. As soon as you're in the back lot, Jordan doesn't even let you properly park. He gets out and starts rushing you towards the back of the church. He leaves all the stuff in the car, so you two have a big fish (laughs) and an anchor in your passenger seat. (laughs) He leads you up some steps into the back of the chapel. You don't go into the main sanctuary. He turns around a corner to a small hallway with a couple doors, and he's shouting, Reverend Longingdale, and he... Oh, no. (laughs) He he breaks down again. No, he he signals... I I was just... I I always roll for uh, new NPCs to see, you know, how good, how helpful they'll be. And and sometimes those rolls crit fail. And and when that happens, um, we get a very special visitor. And so you're going to meet... One of our favorite recurring characters on the reroll. Oh, no. And uh, (laughs) so a tall and handsome-looking reverend with slightly graying hair bursts out of a small office, accompanied by a scrawny and slightly gawking... um, What's the term for, like, the second-in-command at a church? Like, Like a deacon? Yeah, the deacon. So when the reverend sees your bloody shoulder, he immediately springs into action and starts instructing the deacon on supplies to bring and things to do. And he leads you out to the main hall where he tells you to get up onto the altar, which is just the biggest open table they have. (laughs) And he clears some candles and bells to make space for you and helps you out of your shirt and the little red jacket thing you were wearing and starts to inspect the injury as the deacon arrives with alcohol and gauze and thread and cotton all spilling out of his hands. Uh, The reverend says, what's your name, son? I'm, uh, they call me Pontoon. Pontoon? Is that a first or a last name? Uh, It's just an old nickname. Well, it's lovely to meet you, Pontoon. I'm Reverend Paul Longingdale. Uh, Pleased to meet you. I I seem to find myself in quite a a tough situation. Uh, I could use some some medical assistance, a place to get cleaned up. Don't worry. Jordan brought you to a safe place. I used to be a doctor, and I'm pretty handy with these kinds of injuries. And this is my deacon, Jeff. Well, hello there, Pontoon. It's a pleasure to meet you. The pleasure's all mine, Jeff. <laughs> now, Jeff, what did we say about volume in the sanctuary? We said to keep it down to a more reverent level. boy, Jeff. Sorry. It's all right, Jeff. Now, would you go boil us some water to wash the wound with? Right away, sir. I, I mean, right away, sir. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see what we can do about that shoulder of yours. And we'll give him a surgery roll on your shoulder. 
he does very well. Thank and God. he gets to work stitching and bandaging your shoulder. Thanks, Father. I appreciate it. That uh, deacon of yours is a real, real piece of work. He's certainly colorful, but he's a good man. Sometimes a man who wants to do good is more valuable than a man who knows how to do what he wants. Uh, I, I'll take your word for it, Father. Though I wouldn't want him flying my plane. No, son, how did this happen? No, no judgment here. Just tell me what you want. I don't remember much. I, I don't really know how I got to where I am. I just... You're in um, trouble? Father, I, I can't say for sure. My memory is awful bad. Funny All thing I- that. I have a parishioner, Brother Ian who said the same thing to me, got himself in big trouble and didn't even know how. His memory was shot. Drugs, it takes so much from us. Our morals, our purpose, even our identity. Was it meth, son? Was it the cocaine? A little bit of both, father. Oh, Um, darn. Pardon my language. Son, you're only tearing yourself down. Why do you keep doing it? You know you'll never scratch that itch, no matter how hard you try. Well, I... It's just got to be this way. I've got to keep on going. I, I thank you for your help. There's always a way out, son. Anytime you want it. Uh, there's a fire exit. There's a break glass in case of emergency. There's there's an ejector seat. What is that, Father? Well, he's your friend and mine, Jesus. Oh, I... You know, we run a little rehab for the soul here in the evenings. And a little labor of the earth never hurt anyone. Of course. Anyone. Um, uh, and once... I'm, I got the boiling water! Thank God. Uh, hey, Jeff. What can I do for you, sir? Well, uh, cold drink would be nice. Um, oh! You got any Well, I've got boiling water. Is that cold enough <laughs> for you? You're a character, buddy. You're a real character. Uh, nope. Uh, uh, never. You know what? Never mind, Jeff. You're a you're a real heck of a guy. Well, um, thank you. Gosh, listen, it means a lot from, from a stranger. Whatever happened to Jordan, you know, I wanted to apologize to him. I kind of... I didn't get off on the right foot with him when we met. Yeah, he seems to have wandered off while you were getting your shoulder patched up. Give me a perception roll if you want to have tracked what he got up to while you were in minor surgery. That's a that's a big fail. You 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 get nothing. <laughs> oh, dang it! I see. Oh, to... Give me a focus check on the failed perception. Oh, okay, you're good. You're good. Thank God. I, um... Anyway, the reverend finishes up putting some bandages on your shoulder. The bleeding is stopped, and you got some HP back, but you still feel pretty beat up and, frankly, just ragged. Uh, you're not sure when you last ate and slept. Yeah. Can I, uh... Is there a... Father, is there a place where I could just, uh, put my head down for just a few minutes? Certainly, my son. We have cabins behind the church. Sleep as long as you'd like. I'd like... I'd like to sleep for for a couple of hours. I want to I want to um, wake up before it gets dark, though. Can I set an alarm? Sure. sure. If I sleep, is that, is that is that curtains for Demers? That is curtains for you, unfortunately. If <laughs> oh you, if no, no, we don't. We can't. We don't <laughs> sleep, sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> you can accept the right, hospitality I, without going to sleep right now. Yeah, I'd like to go in there and and uh, collect my thoughts for a second. Sure. Uh, Jeff leads you out the way you came in to one of several little cabins you saw before. And inside you find a bare white bedroom with a desk and an armoire and a crucifix over the bed. Charming. Jeff makes himself useful, fluffing your pillows and such. So oh, you're, you're thinking of joining the Reverend Snipe service? They're 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 good people. I've, I've heard a lot about uh, the Reverend Longendale, and I, I've heard that he 
He runs a tight ship over here. A lot. No, of- no, it's not a ship. It's a church. <laughs> right. Sorry. That's that's what no, I what meant. What Jordan yeah. runs, that's a ship, yeah. and it's a very average tightness. You know, just tight enough to keep the water out. I I I like you, Jeff. Wasn't it? Uh, I I like you quite. Well, a- I like you too, Pontoon. You're a good guy. Uh, well, Jeff, if you wouldn't mind, I'm I'm gonna try to get some sleep here. Oh, um, sure. I, I've got to take off anyway. Well, I hope your shoulder feels better. I appreciate your help, and uh, and uh, thanks, uh, thank th- thank the, the 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 priest for me too. Oh, he'll still be here when you wake up. I only run the day service for the general public. They have their little special club at night. You know, if you're still around tomorrow, I can show you around. Trust me, I know all the best places. And he takes off with a little salute as he goes. I salute him back very seriously to make him feel like he's like he's a brigadier general or whatever that is. All right, uh, I'd like to uh, sit down for a second and just kind of uh, collect my thoughts. Can I look around the room and... and, 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 and yeah, and, give me some kind of a role. Perception or search or scrounging, depending on what you're looking for. A natural 12. What were you rolling? That would be, I guess that's a perception roll. Um, I was thinking that I would be looking okay. around just from the bed at the moment. So unfortunately, that's a failed perception. All right, I'm going to have to get up. Give me a, give me a focus check oh, on, the, on that boy. failed perception. Oh, no. Oh. And that is... No! It! I should have gotten to sleep! <laughs> ha! I, I, I gave it up on looking around the back room of a church? Oh, this is... <laughs> This is going in history. I got I was in a gunfight. I used an old man as a human shield and then and then gave it up in the back room of a church. I could have slept. Oh god. Oh, mercy on the next person that wakes up in the back of a culty church. I didn't even write that down. Oh no. <laughs> It is remarkable how bad everyone is at giving themselves useful notes. <laughs> no one is, no one is doing oh, that. No, that was awesome. I, I'm like, I'm so glad I finally had you. I, uh, for the listener, I've been wanting to have Alex on the show for a couple of years, but you've been out in LA, unfortunately. So us having to go remote was a good excuse to finally. To finally play yeah, with man, you. I'm so glad to get the chance to do it. I, I I love what you guys are doing, and I think the world of you all. And um, so I was, I'm super stoked to be in it. I'm so, I am so sorry to whoever has to play next. Oh, it was great. Before you sign off, do you want to give us the the pontoon story? Because the person that's about Andy Hoover is a regular on this show. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, one time we were uh, walking. Actually, you know what? This is coming out of rehearsal for Midsummer, wasn't it? Or was it Love's Labor's Lost? Oh uh, no, I think it was a different. It might have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so uh, our friend uh, Bridget and I were 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 walking um, side by side out of Central Park probably on our way to one of the bars on the Upper West Side after rehearsal. Shout out to Dive 75. Yeah, Dive 75. Man, remember all the free candy they used to give us? Um, <laughs> they still do. <laughs> do they, they still have free candy at Dive 75? Oh, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I don't go there as often as I used to, unfortunately. Uh, but Bless that place. But anyway, so you and Bridget and Andy Hoover, right, are walking in yeah, the Yeah, but park. Andy, like, Andy's kind of not in the equation as far as I knew. Andy is like a a few paces behind us or so I thought. And, and I'm, I, I say to Bridget, cause I'm an idiot. I, I said, Hey, Hey Bridget, uh, can I call you, can I call you tunnel it? Which was a stupid joke about bridge and tunnel, New Jersey, New York, that whole thing. And she looks at me and, 
like I'm as stupid as I am in that moment. And she goes, no. And I go, can I call you a pontoon? And before she can even respond, Andy jumps up between us with a big smile on his face. He goes, you call me pontoon? <laughs> and so we did. I t- We got to dive 75. I told that story to everybody. And Andy like was then from then on known as Pontoon. It was a great nickname that, for him. That nickname hang on for years. I think I'm the only one who still actively calls him Pontoon. I don't I, <laughs> according to him, the nickname is faded, sadly, but for a long time he was Pontoon. I mean, if Andy were a cartoon character, his cartoon character would clearly be Pontoon. I mean that, that it, it's like the it it just su- it just suits him. All right. Helpful and buoyant, like a pontoon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and kind of square usually yeah and yeah <laughs> alex demers it was amazing to have you on hopefully we will be able to have you on again hopefully eventually in person play yes i hope so too i um i i, I look forward to, to times where these remote calls aren't necessary but where we um we might have the option again i look forward to it thanks a lot Pella. thanks for being on Okay, that's it for today. Aram Vartian is Vartian on Twitter. Lisa Kapitsky is just Kapitsky on Twitter and Kapitsky Combat on Instagram. Also check out Vixens on Guard on Twitch. Steve Jackson is SJ Games on Twitter. Check your local target by anything with his name on it. I promise it's a good time. Alex Demers is not on social media. I am Paolo Quiroz on Twitter. The show is Film Reroll on Twitter, patreon.com slash film reroll to support the show. And thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who does you make this show possible. Film Reroll at gmail.com to send us mail. There are fan-run forums on Reddit, Tumblr, Facebook, TV Tropes, and probably other places as well. A few shout-outs. There is a new fan podcast of our podcast. They're talking about every episode we did, one at a time. They're called the Film Reroll fancast and they're at anchor.fm slash tfrr fancast and i think they're on all the major podcast platforms check them out there's been a lot of great fan art since we've been on break sorry i don't have everything here to shout it out but keep it coming i love it all also a big thank you to citizen herodotus on twitter who came up with a bunch of teas based on famous moments in the film reroll i have been drinking them regularly over the last month and they are wonderful and thanks to everyone who listens and who recommends us we are so lucky that you guys continue to love and support this show back with more memento soon good night good night